drinking beers, rolling dice, and talking shit. The Veteran Gamer Reenlisted. Episode 28. If you offer me money or beer, I'll just let you be on the show. What's up, veteran gamers? We are back with another edition of the show that drinks beer, rolls dice, and talks shit. I'm your host, Andy, and once again, I'm joined by my best friend, Ray. You know how you roll. Keep saying that. Well, well, at least until March. <laughs> I, I know you keep until saying... Until the nerve back comes again. I know you're hoping that if you just keep saying, repeating a lie over and over and over, people just get... Like, believe it? If you go on a competitive fucking 40K, <laughs> there's nothing but tears for the fucking army, right? <laughs> nothing but tears. But, uh, and we have a special guest. Um, he, he offered to bring us beer, and I'm a giant whore, so if you offer me money or beer, I'll just let you be on the show. But we are joined by our good friend, Nikhil. Hey, guys. Um, you were, you, you kind of wanted to be on the show, um, because Josh... Yep, Josh fucked it up. Josh fucked it up. God damn it. Immediately got messages fucking about, this is wrong, this is wrong. I'm like, all right, all right, guys. All right, we'll get a better person. Yeah, so here we go. And he <laughs> so said, we got a better person. So he said, I'll be on the show. So We got Josh, a person that actually reads the codex. Yeah, so Josh, step up your game. <laughs> to be fair to Josh, we really didn't have a codex. We had like a flow chart of information. No, he sucked. He did suck. I'm just saying, fuck, fuck, fuck you, fuck, Josh. Yeah, fuck you, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it was off of like a... Google Docs, somebody had typed up the whole codex, which is crazy. But, um, like, get a job, like, real, yeah. for real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's some dedication. Step out, step out of the basement, maybe, yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. sometimes. Get a, get a girlfriend or something. I don't know. Well, that's a tall order. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Just, okay, get, just get a job. Just, just settle for getting out of the basement. Get a job. You know, get off of freaking, you know, Pornhub for just a minute, you know. Well, come on. That's a little fun. <laughs> Unfortunately, it wasn't even a good codex. It was just like a all right codex. I mean, if you did like the Eldar IG codex, you know, that's something. But hey, I, thought, all I thought our Eldar coverage was fucking excellent. Okay. No, no, no I meant, <laughs> I meant like the guy who Except typed the lore out, part, but the, the guy who typed out the whole part. codex, if he had typed out, spent his time typing out the Eldar codex, that would be more a useful, you know, thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Demons, demons. I don't know. Well, like when Eldar first came out, people were like, oh, they're not that powerful, right? People were crying. Right. There's always going to be crybabies on the internet. Yeah, I have no it, idea. I, it's I, the fucking internet. Were those people not reading that codex? They just not see it? Like, But there, there's Eldar's good. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's clear choices. We've all seen that now, by now. And mm-hmm. if you don't know, I guess you're just not we'll good. We'll see you at the bottom tables. Yeah, yeah. we'll see you at the, <laughs> Andy, we'll see you at the bottom tables. Yeah, I'll see you there. I'll all be right. there. Listen to the last two episodes where you guys talk about all the stuff, which is good with Eldar. Which is pretty informative. Well, he's always talking about Eldar. That's true. Like he, he never talk stops about talking about Eldar. We're supposed to be talking about Tau, and he's talking about Eldar. Oh yeah, I, I heard that on the drive here. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't. Like, it's it's my main chick, as Andy says. <laughs> it's his right? main chick. It's totally fair, man. It's his main chick. So, uh, Nikhil, mm-hmm. uh, give us some talk to you a little about yourself. You know, when did you start playing 40K? What convinced you to get into the hobby? Is going to steal all your money and yeah. make you show up to like weird guys' garages to talk about <laughs> stuff, um, hanging out with fat, sweaty people, you know, like all the great things that 40K brings you. At what point did you decide this was for me? Right. You know, like, get, tell me your 40K journey. Your, your, 40, your 40K story. Yeah. Montage? Yeah. Yeah, is that a great word? No montage. montage. That's like, no? um, right. like in the eighties, you do like like song punch dancing, and there's like a montage of things like you're, I'm working in the shipyards, and then I'm I'm working out, and then I'm 
you know, working at my third job, and that's a montage. Yeah. You do, like, a flashback, and, like, I have... I, I try to use a big word. See what happens. But there's 80s punch <laughs> dancing music happening at the same time. It has to be that, so... But anyway, yeah, give me your 40K story. Yeah, so um, I started playing a couple of years ago. It was actually right after the LVO where Lictor Shame happened. Lictor Shame. Uh, it was a couple of months after that, so when I got in... Um, I've always been a very competitive player. I, you know, I play video games and stuff, and uh, I used to play a lot of strategy games. Uh, Warcraft Three was my jam okay. back Warcraft in the day, 3. and uh, yeah. I, yeah, I used to play that like competitively um, uh, when I, when I was in India, and that's where I'm from originally. Oh, you're and, from actual India? Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I came here about ten years ago for college. Cool. Yeah, been, and you just stayed. Been here since. Yeah, I got a job, and then yeah, just been here. land of the free. America. America. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> legally, I might add, I'm here legally. So. Oh, good. Oh, good. That's good. <laughs> They're building a wall yeah. at some point. Yeah, that's a, make that's sure you're on the thing. right side of it. Okay. It's a whole thing that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole thing that just happened. You know? um, but anyway, uh, so I've always been very competitive and um, I've just been drawn to that. And uh, when... When I, when I used to play strategy games, I started playing uh, Dawn of War. I don't know if you guys heard of that. Of yeah. course. That was, yeah. You know, of course. I'm, I'm actually a computer nerd outside of being a tabletop nerd. Yeah, you, you play a lot of uh, PUBG I, If stuff, it, yeah. it involves zero physical effort, I'm all about it. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> he's bulking up. That's what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, used, I used to play uh, Dawn of War and I loved that game. And I actually didn't know that that came from a tabletop game. And uh, especially in India, nobody's heard of like tabletop stuff or RPGs and like D and D. Nobody's heard so, of any of that. So in India, they don't have like game workshops. No, they don't. They don't have games workshops. They don't have like any like they don't. Nobody does that nerdy stuff. In fact, when I I when I was in high school, I from school I went to uh, Australia for like this uh, summer science thing, and there I actually went into like a hobby store the fir- first time, and there were all these books like for D and D and things like that, and. I was just blown away. I spent the whole day there. My group like went off and did other stuff, and I just spent the whole day there. And I was like, "Where has this been like all my life?" And I bought like, <laughs> I bought like seven books, D and D books, like the player handbook and stuff. And I just brought it home, and I would just read through it. There's nobody to play with. I'd just be an Indian, just reading through it. I really like, wish I could. Play I feel this. like I'm the only person who knows about this, like in the whole country. And that, that must be a weird feeling. Yeah, it's it was yeah it was weird and like. When I came here, I you know I found other people who were like interested in it, and so uh, anyway, like I I started playing Dawn of War, and then I came here. I heard about it, but I never got into it. It was like very intimidating for me. Also, I was a college student, so I didn't have any money. And um, later on, when I started working, uh, one of my coworkers he he plays 40k, and he said like, you know what, if you want, I can I can just show you the ropes and stuff, and like I can get you started. And he was really instrumental uh, in getting me into it. And, uh, you know, he ha- he has, like, five or six armies. So he just gave me one of his armies. Like, he would bring it every week and be like, here, play this. Every, everybody has that one person. That yeah. one that one person that brings you in. Your 40K drug dealer. Yeah. I'm giving you your first taste of it, right? Yeah, you, Je- Jeff was my 40K. Jeff was yours. My 40K drug dealer. Your, your co-worker. You right. know, these I are really the assholes who just, mine. like, stole our money. Like, they said, <laughs> you know, the Misery Loves Company. Like, I guess it was, I guess I'm spending all my business. money and I'm in these dungeons. I need people to join me in my dungeons. So I'm Hey, you know, if you just want, I'll give you a free army. You know, the first one's free. The rest of them can cost you a million bucks. But after that, you know. <laughs> okay, yeah, that so. does how drug dealing goes, Kate. Okay? But we shouldn't talk about that. Yeah. 
<laughs> Everything we're doing here is legal. Yeah. So, so what what edition was was that when no, when you came in? It seven? was seventh, and like uh, back the Necron Codex has just just come out. That's about the time. Okay, so and you kind of missed the what the internet perceive as the golden golden era of uh, yeah, fifth edition. I hear about it, yeah, but I, I didn't experience it. So yeah, fourth sure. and fifth. If you like parking lots, it was the it was the golden era. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, there were still parking lots in like seventh edition, right? With the battle company. <laughs> but it's not fifth edition, and it was stupid in fifth edition. Yeah. Now it just, just lent himself to that, but I mean, I think there was less ambiguity in the game and when sixth and seventh edition landed like so much ambiguity showed up but i mean you can come up with some catchy phrase on any edition i mean sure. right like six uh seventh and eight were death stars and then <laughs> six and, and seventh yeah and then like eighth is what, what would you say more horde like yeah definitely horde just body uh, count body, yeah. body counts body count. i don't know i'm not a fucking hipster so i can't come up with fucking cool names and shit but i'm pretty sure there's somebody out there that has deemed eighth edition something right yeah but it has to do with fucking hordes, because well, the more models you have, you're just not going to be able to fucking deal with them. Yep. Especially when you're only playing four rounds. But if you're looking for four a catchphrase, race, I mean, you stick with boobs, butts, and some kind of death talk, and I'm sure you'll come up with something, like, decent. All right. You're going to have to give me about the whole podcast. And I got I'll you. i probably come up with something. I got you. All right. Uh, <laughs> so is that all you pretty much wanted to say, Nikhil, about, like, how you started? You started at the beginning of six, uh, Necrons. I mean, came from yeah, I, I basically started then and I tried a bunch of armies and, you know, I would just borrow from my friend, like, hey, can I use these models and like, I'm going to try them out? And I'm like, oh, there's not my play style then. So that, what what army was your first army? Your My your... first army that I bought was Necrons, actually. All and, right. Uh, yeah. They're coming out? I'm, I'm crossing my fingers too. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hope they're fucking good because they're <laughs> fucking dog shit right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, um, and they were they were fun and... As I started playing them and I started learning, you know, more of the ropes, I, I realized they were like just mid range and wasn't really my style. The slow, like pacing up the board and stuff, and so I got rid of them and uh, I got a different army. And in the end, I settled with Tau. And you mortal know, I, I was... enemy, my mortal fucking enemy. <laughs> I know you hate Tau, but but uh, I do gotta say though, you're fucking. I, I can't I, believe I... it was seventh edition, and Tau was really, 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 really good in seventh edition. Yeah. So I mean, if if you're gonna jump into seventh, you're gonna pick a good army, and of course they got the cool looking, you know, mech models. That's what drew you know. me to it. It's idea. not only fucking that; they're fucking Gundam models. It's it's fucking. I met you at at ease, right? That's yeah. the first time I met you. Yeah, I think so. And talk about a beautiful fucking army. His fucking and I know Andy, you haven't seen his army, his Tau army, right? No. You like Tyranids. I do. You would still <laughs> like this fucking army. He has a fucking display board. And just real quick, uh, it's like a Tyranid invasion. He must have enough money in Tyranids just to make his display board of his Tau suits that he had. It's like a, a Tyranid infestation coming up on some Tau. And it's fucking badass. Like, one, I, to this day, one of the most go- gorgeous armies I've fucking seen. It's just fun. fucking awesome. And I, I really hope that um, I mean, one of my questions that I had for you, like, do you plan to go back to Tau when the Tau Codex comes back? That's a, uh, that's like a longer discussion. If we have time for that, I can get into it. We, but have, we have nothing but time. We, we have nothing but right. time. We're sitting well, around just drinking. So, you know. <laughs> so, you know, and the the thing that... Which, by to- the way, you ran a little late, so I've been drinking already. I'm going to have to break the seal probably early. That was- just saying. Good job. So, with Tau, like, what drew me to it in 7th edition was um, just the giant suits. And you could take a whole army of suits 
and you don't have to deal with the infantry guys. And I, I hate infantry models. I just don't like, I like vehicles and I like suits, but I don't want to see the soldiers standing around. So, cause it's the 40th thousand yeah, like, yeah, why probably would you, not, why would you be out there? And especially Tau soldiers, they just look like shit. Well, they're so, little fish they, guys. Yeah, yeah, they look like garbage. Like if, if it was a space marine, that's fine. But they should be in the back, taken in the butt where right. they belong. <laughs> exactly. Or in the forehead. <laughs> or in the forehead. I, I, where the vagina is. Yes. I don't disagree with you. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, so I could take a whole army of that for LVO um, in 2016, 2017, 2017, no, early 2016. Because last year was 2017. Yeah, but it was. The but I know of, it was it okay? Sure, yeah. <laughs> for the 2016 se- right. season, but right. in the 2017th year, 2017th millennium. Yeah, yeah, millennia, <laughs> millennia. <laughs> the uh, I took an army of five Riptides, Storm Surge, Yavara, and Crisis Suits, and like I didn't have a single infantry model, and I, I love that. And uh, the the problem is like in this edition, you can't do that anymore. Like you have to take well, you infantry. Can. If you, you like losing, I mean, if you, if yeah, you like losing, and I like winning too. So, yeah. uh, unfortunately, there's like a Business balance which yeah. has to be, you know, kept. And um, it it really disheartened me, like because I I tried to make tower work at the beginning of my of this season, uh, and or of this edition, and I you know I brought commander spam and I, I tried everything. I tried to bring like a few big suits. I traveled to like a GT in like Oklahoma, and like I I took like a storm surge there, and I tried to make it work, and it just Tau just doesn't work. And the problem is, like, you're giving up two phases out of the four phases of the game. Well, That's what so, it comes down to. Well, there's so much hate for those titan- Titanic models and yeah. stuff that, like, every tournament you go to nowadays, ITC, especially ITC, but you're fucking... If you use some other... I'm assuming you went to an ITC event? Yeah. All right, so they're using ITC, like, it's just way too easy to score points. So the hate from them from 7th and 6th edition is carried over into 8th. Yep. And it's like, okay, we really hated these guys over here, so we're just going to fucking, like, basically make every rule fucking punish you for taking these things. Yeah. And there's no upside. Like, literally, there is no upside now of taking a Titanic model. Yeah. As before, in 7th and 8th, there was. Like, you know, you had a film of pain. You had all these special rules. In 8th edition, you have this keyword that says Titanic, and that keyword allows you, uh, allows you to get more points scored to you from your opponent because you're a Titanic model. Right. And there's no other bonus. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's weird. It, it, <laughs> it, 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 it is bullshit. Because I mean, I, I myself like I like Wraith Knights. Yeah, and I liked Wraith Knights when they were they were heavy supports, mm-hmm. right? They're just fucking cool models. I love the fucking models. Right. And then they became really good. And then fucking they they're Titanic. And then they're hated. So now I can't use them in eighth if I want to be competitive. I could use them, but I'm I'm not because I like winning as well. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, it, I don't know. It sucks for us people that like those big models and we're punished to take them. So now we're like, you ended up changing your army for this season, right? Yeah, that's right. I, I, you know, I tried to make it work. It didn't work. And in the end, I was like, you know what? It's probably not going to work for the rest of at least this edition. I mean, I know the codex hasn't come out yet and I, you know, I don't want to be overly cynical about it, but I can almost guarantee that it's not going to change Tau from like, it's not going to make it more than a mid-tier army at, what, at best. What would you say that what it needs what needs to happen for the stratagems or special rules maybe for the seps and stuff that needs to happen to actually help them? The the problem is like Your opinion. it their their design of them is is you have to be good at shooting, right? Because you don't have any assault elements, you don't have any psychic elements. 
You have to be good hey, at. You got croup, man. <laughs> the six of save. Unless, I mean, unless they make them like brimstones and give them like a four up in one or something, you know. Yeah, it's let's not, not talk about the dark ages of a fucking three point. Fucking dark ages of eighth edition. Table. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I mean, I'm a chaos player now, and I agree that was bullshit. And malefic lords are bullshit. And I'm glad they got nerfed. But uh, they, you don't have any assault elements. You don't have psychic elements. You have to be good at shooting. Now, if you make it too good at shooting, then it's un, it's not balanced. Then the crybabies right? will come out. Right. Mm-hmm. And if it's not if it's not good at shooting, then you don't have anything else. So the army is in a really really weird place, and only thing that can save it is I think a comprehensive like redesign from the ground up, and like add more like mercenary elements maybe. Now you have, say like, you say that about like how they're a shooting army, and they are. They're they're supposed to be superiorly good at shooting, right? Now if they, I honestly think if they would take away all their ignore line of sight shooting, mm-hmm. right, you could have all that really good shooting. Because in the ITC, like granted, you know, GW and ITC are two different en- entities, but they pretty much work side by side, right? And the East Coast doesn't use these rules, but the first line of sight, uh, the first level of ruined buildings blocking entirely line of sight, no matter closed doors, closed windows. If you had an army that was really good at shooting in the open, I think we would still, it, like I could figure out a way to beat an army like that if I can not allow you to shoot my whole army. Right. Right. So would it, I don't think it's really that bad if they are really good at shooting. Because they're they're extremely bad at extremely bad at fucking close combat and they don't even know what the psychic face is. Yeah. Well, part of the problem is they're also not even that good at shooting. That it's army wide for a ballistic skill. Currently, you know? yes. And uh the commanders are good, which is why they're spammed, because they mm-hmm. hit on two up. But you have a They hit on a three, sir, I'm Al Doc. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why my Markalites hit on threes or, or fives and sometimes sixes. And Markalites are the way to boost your, you know, shooting. So it's like a really weird, like, there's no way for me to buff my shooting against something which I need to buff my shooting but against. In, in the competitive world, you when you build your list in your armies, you try to limit the amount of failures. Like, where yeah. where's the points where I can fail? Like, if you can, like, flamers, right? They don't roll to hit, so they're good. Because yep. you're, you're eliminating rolling to hit. Mm-hmm. That that's what you want to do in the in the to make a really good army. Yeah, absolutely. To when you make a tau army, you have to you know you have to hit. You have to get your you have to get your marker lights, which have to hit that are heavies. So you're taking negatives from moving anyways. Right. For the most part, and that makes that army worse when they're supposed to be good at shooting. Yep. And so if if they got to hit on threes, do you think that w- that would help them? I honestly don't think so. Like just a shooting army in this day and age uh, especially with you know things like blood angels or nids and things like that like first turn charges blood letter bombs just shooting is not going to let me get tell you, you i i fucking wish dan platt or fucking you need to talk to your fucking team captain to play fucking nids so people can bitch about other armies cuz like tyranids mm-hmm. or orcs mm-hmm. especially when orcs come out with a codex but like tyranids they have a codex like that is a direct counter to eldar it is I do not like playing fucking nids at all. Yeah. And we need, you know, to spread out these top tier players. I agree with you. I, I mean, I think in the in the UK right now, you see a huge surge in nids. And because some of the top players there, like Alex Harrison, who won LVO with Warp Spider Spam, you know, um, he plays Eldar and, you know, he was playing basically like 60 Swooping Hawks and 30 Dark Reapers. And he was just crushing everyone. And the the way the UK meta adapted, because it's a very small country, and so all the top players like play each other a lot. So 
the meta evolves there really fast. And that's why a lot of times you hear people say uh, the UK meta is like ahead of the US meta. It, in some ways it is. In some ways it isn't because they play different missions and they don't have the bottom level blocking. Right. Yeah, and that, so that's, that's a big a, difference. And that's a huge thing that's for a, Eldar. It's a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. And it, for, for Eldar, shooting armies in general. For countering Eldar too, because uh, the the counter there right now for Eldar is uh, seven hype tyrants, like flying hype tyrants, just deep striking, right? And the deep strike down right in your face. They're tough to kill. And yeah, I can kill two, but I can't kill the other one. Exactly. And they they are tough to kill. They are active in every phase. Like they're good in assaults. They are especially good in psychic, which is very important because Eldar depend a lot on their psychic powers. Right? Yes. If you get everything off. And you can get it off from out of range, then you can screw the other guy over. And, but. and let me tell you, I've been looking at the competitive fucking 40k page on for- Facebook, and I've kind of t- taken a step back because it's yeah. been overflown with fucking. It's, it's like Eldar is super, super dependent on fucking powers. If we don't get our powers off in our heads, we might not show it, but we're like, holy fuck. How the right. fuck am I going to get out of this fucking hole? Like, you know, Quicken doesn't go off. And people are like, oh, Quicken goes off all the time. It's a seven. Right. right, on a warlock or spirits here that you know, because of the way it works right now, you could reroll, but it doesn't always go off. And I roll notoriously bad. Right. Like, oh, you ask any of my teammates, like I roll bad, so most times it doesn't fucking go off. So then you just have this fucking shining spear dick, just fucking limp dick in the fucking wind. Yeah, and they're probably gonna die when fucking other people always get the powers off. When when a power always goes off, it's supposed to feel fucking powerful, right? Because those powers are supposed to buff an army. Sure. But when you have an army that's hinging on fucking powers to be really, really fucking good, like you can't, I don't know. I don't think you can hold it to the army because again, the power is off, right? That's, that's on a roll. That's like I, I said earlier, it's off. You're trying to eliminate the, the places of failure. Mm-hmm. If one of the failures is a psychic phase and it's up to a roll, that's up to luck. Yep. And there's no way to ignore that phase for Eldar. And if you can build armies to hinder that, you know, Imperium use Black Templar. Oh, you want to get Solbers off here? Roll on 1d6. Now, granted, I, I'm i the Inari player, right? And it's, it's it's my play style. But the Inari Solbers power is too low. Because your brain, because what you're always going to take, is gets a plus one to cast. Right. It goes off on a six. Like, you just need a five. So, one in three chance of you rolling a 1d6, which you can re-roll because of a fucking stratagem. Yep. You're more likely going to get it off. That's why I said, like, I, I mean, you and I have engaged uh, on the competitive page about it, mm-hmm. where I said that it needs to be higher. Sure. It just needs to. Yeah. And I, I as the Inari player, I acknowledge that. Like, that's a little little too powerful because it's always going to go off. Mm-hmm. Like, there's times where fucking I roll 2D dot, 2D6 and one dice falls off the fucking floor. I'm like, oh, that's a five. It doesn't matter. Right. Right. <laughs> like, that's stupid when you can do that. Yeah. But armies need to be built or built around actually engaging in the psychic phase so where they can block those powers like black templar fucking chronos fucking chaos just have better psychers so fucking magnus is sitting there like, i deny with plus two so yep. i'm gonna stop you granted he'll probably be dead if he's not exactly <laughs> first well part of the thing is they absolutely do rely on the highest levels of play psychic powers are you know invaluable for eldar to be successful and that's what happened at lvo right but even at the mid-tier players or even lower-level players, they can just stack up on Dark Reapers and they can just win. They can just like over outshoot any other army in the game and they can steamroll through a lot of players like without having that knowledge which is supposed to go with the finesse army. 
you know, I, I totally agree with you at the highest levels of play, it is a finesse army, but at lower levels or mid tables, it's, it's, it doesn't feel like it. It feels like you just stack up on dark reapers and you just win. No, I didn't, I didn't comment back out to you on that post, but, uh, I did cause, cause I knew you were coming. So what I want to say to that is that, yes, I still agree they're a finesse army, despite the, the flashback I get for that, because a lot of people in this edition of eighth edition, it's all about alpha strike, right? Alpha Strike, I gotta beat my fucking opponent when I bring down all my shit. Eldar is an army you do not want to Alpha Strike. You do not want to give an Eldar player first turn, or second turn. You don't. Because we're really good at reacting. Because our stuff is really good at killing things, which we should be. Mm -hmm. If you can master going second against Eldar, I guarantee you, you'll win every time. Because we won't know how many we have to kill. We don't know what powers we have to spend stratagems on to fucking get off. Like when you go the Dark Reaper spam that you talked about, where it's auto win for is what I'm. I seem assume you're alluding to, is that in those top tier or those middle tables, if you can go second, Dark Reapers still need line of sight, right? Except yeah, the Exarchs, <laughs> but the Exarch is minus two and one damage. And it's it's also dependent 2D6 on shots. a two d six shots, which yeah. is also another which we talked earlier about a point of failure mm-hmm. i can you can ask andy like there's many times i rolled three shots yeah it's 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 not gonna kill a fucking unit as many times i shot four shots 2d6 it's it's 2d6 is very fucking random very rarely have assault very six. fucking random or heavy six yeah. and you play in the itc where you ignore a line of sight those other reapers are just sitting there you have 200 something points minus the exarch which is roughly 40 points doing most of the work that 200-something points should be doing. Yeah, but the other others can shoot anywhere else on the board too, right? It's like 48 Granted, inches. But, but they're going to be shooting at stuff that is not important. This is an addition where you allow shit to die, where you keep your important shit alive. So I, I'll give you an example. I did the line of sight thing. I played an Eldar player in my second round at LVO. And, um, before, before we get on that, did you go over what army you play? What army? I don't think... I don't, did he say you see him move to chaos, oh. but no, I think go, go I, over kind of like your army of what you play now of what I play right now. Yeah. Uh, right now I'm kind of, kind of in flux because right before LVO, you know, the demons codex came out and I wanted to try demon stuff and there wasn't enough. It was literally a week before LVO and <laughs> I, I should have stuck to what I wanted to go with, which was Magnus and fire Raptors, even though Magnus isn't that good. Uh, but I wanted to bring him because he still had the reroll ones for Invul, and I knew that was going away. And I was like, you know, this is one one last time I should The last it. hurrah. <laughs> yeah. But the Demon's Codex came out, and I was, like, really distracted with the shiny stuff. So I was like, let's bring, like, a Blood Letter Bomb and a Pink Horror Bomb. And uh, Cultists were still there. And I had three Demon Princes and three Plague Burst Crawlers. And the pl- pl- basically, the Plague Bursts start on the board. They're really, you know, they're T8. Five up, five Tough up. to kill. Tough yeah. to kill, right? And they are kind of a screen for my demon princes, which are characters. And so they move up the board. They don't die first turn to alpha strikes, the plague burst. In fact, in fact, the only time I lost, you know, more than one plague burst was against Eldar. And they they just move up the board and they screen for my demon princes. And meanwhile, my bombs are coming down and just taking over the board. And it was good army. I just didn't have enough practice with it. So I went into it, and the first day, literally, like I'm, I'm learning like the limits of my blood letter bomb. Like, I'm, okay, I don't need to put all my guys on this thing. I can spread it out, and you know things like that. So the first day, I, I went like one and two. 
uh, one win and two losses. And then the second day, I kind of like learned like what was going on, and I then I won like the last three games. So I went four and two overall. Uh, but that was basically the army, which is not easy. It's not easy at LVO. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Everybody was was tough. Well, if you want yeah. to go four and two, starting the the tournament one and three is a good way because you end up at those bottom tables. The rest right. of those one and three players. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. The second day, uh, mm-hmm. it was definitely a little easier. Although there were some some tough. There was like a Dark Angels player with like Hellblasters. That was my first time. Did playing you that. run into any of the armies that were like you show up to the table like why the fuck are you here? Yeah. Well. Did you run into like, any like a dark like Eldar a strong spam? army, like a bad one, like a really bad army, like the Dark Reaver spam? Yeah, at the lower tables. At the lower tables. No, I. I that ran was on into, day one. That was on day one. That was my second round because I won the first one and then I ran into that. And I, none of the none of the Eldar like finished in the bottom like half. Everybody finished like in the top. Now, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. Where there right. needs to be some changes, like I like I put out there. I, like, I'm not trying to like hammer it in, like oh you know like didn't I. I I'm I'm just trying to like this just trying to be objective like about it just like no, before when cool. like you know malefic lords were bullshit and like I was using them and but they were bullshit and so I I knew they were, needed to get nerfed I think they went too far but you know that's that's another topic but basically uh, I think like Eldar they have some really good tools and I think even if they get even if Dark Reapers get nerfed like say and they cost like you know, one and a half times. They go, they They, go back to the index cost. Right. I mean, I think they have, Eldar have so many good tools. Like they really are like a, somebody who is a good general can like make Eldar work with anything in any situation. Let me, let me tell you, somebody's played Eldar since index. Like I looked at the rules for dark Eldar or dark reapers Mm -hmm. and saw the points. I was like, okay, cool. And then when fucking the codex (laughs) came out, I was like, all right, I guess I'm just fucking taking more. Right. (laughs) Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad sure. that they go back to the index. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, but uh, uh, back to my my story in the second round. The this was a mission where there was one objective in the middle. There were two home objectives for each guy. So there's really nothing else on the board. You have to get control that middle and your own to get the bonus primary points, right? For well, you got to control the middle one and your enemies. All three of home. them. Well, just for the primary of holding more. Oh, not, holding not more. for the yeah, bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, not for the bonus. Yeah, because that's that. Yeah. That's the mission I consider. I'm never gonna get. The yeah, exactly. Bonus. Yeah, you're never. It's it's very <laughs> hard. So, uh, in that one, there was a big building which was enclosed on all sides, right in the middle, right next to the objective. And I was like, cool. I put my nerglings in there in the beginning, and so you can infiltrate any rangers in there. And then I put my forty mats. My 40-man cultists right inside that building. I'm like, I'm not going to shoot with them, but they're going to hold that objective. And they were in there, and he's like, okay, cool. And then just like two or three exarchs killed almost all 40. I brought them back. I was I was stupid, and I brought them back in line of sight of the Dark Reapers. And I didn't even realize. He intercepted, like, killed, like, most of them. Then I deep struck 30 pink horrors inside it. And I was like, I'm still going to hold it. He still killed all of those. So he killed. Okay, well, he must have been rolling this. super high for those two D shots. He had uh, three exarchs, three different Dark Reaper things, and three exarchs. And I mean, they they killed. That's I mean, nobody's gonna bring more than that. I brought a lot of stuff, and they were all out of line of sight, and they, he killed all of them. And the end, he put swooping hawks there, and then he won. Well, whoever the fuck that is, I really want his dice because I don't <laughs> roll that many shots. That's fair. He probably rolled, rolled above average, but as I was, and he also you know doomed and jinxed and um, out of line of sight, and I was like, okay. I mean, well, there's, there's no well, counterplay. Honestly, that, a lot know? of powers are they ignore line of sight. These people fail to read them correctly because the psychic phase is very permissive on their powers. Sure. They're pick an enemy unit 
or if I, it, it's pretty much pick an enemy unit within this range, which means you don't need line of sight. It's sure. just you're an enemy unit. You're in this range. Okay, check, check. Okay, I don't see you, but I put it on you. Yeah. There's a lot of powers like that. Granted, Doom is very important. Yeah. Doom is very good, but I, I do think Doom is necessary for Eldar. No, I, I agree with you. Like, it, it, it's a good power and it needs to be there for Eldar. Like, it's a good tool. Uh, I'm just saying, like, the, the confluence of all of those things together just makes it a little too overwhelming where there's... I feel like there's no counterplay. Like, that's the only time in this edition I've had the same feeling I had when I played, like, a Unkillable Death Star. And I was like, there's nothing I can do in this game. Like, I'm just... But if you... I'm, it's over. <laughs> you know, like, that's that feeling... I'm going to ask you another question here shortly, but yeah. just th- the... I want to throw out there if you take dark uh tempest launchers out mm-hmm. eldar cannot deal with armies armies aren't eldar cannot deal with fucking uh spam of nurglings it cannot deal with out of line of sight they just can't because their other option is a, sh- a gun that shoots 24 inches which is negative four and d3 shots or they shoot 2d6 no ap mm-hmm. whatsoever and it shrinks seven two damage each, which is good for Nurglings, but yeah, it's a it's on a vehicle, so then they they won't be able to really deal with out of line of sight. And we're in addition where if you play in the IDC, you have to be able, you have to build an army that shoots out of line of sight things. Yeah, because the character of the new uh, chapter approved character rules, like you that, just need to. So does the I don't know this, but do, does the heavy weapons platform thing, the artillery that you have, do the other versions of that? Ignore line of sight? No. They don't. Okay. Well, my counter to that would be there's a lot of other armies which don't have ways to deal with stuff out of line of sight. And, I, and, I, and I'm not saying that other armies aren't bad. Right. I mean, why... If an army... I think Eldar... There, there's points, creases that need to happen. Mm-hmm. I won't deny that. Mm-hmm. But, like, because the Templar for five points is mm-hmm. pretty fucking cheap. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that's stupid. Remember they were, like, 28 before... There, there were ten. Oh, okay. There, there were ten, but I mean, like maybe like fifteen points for a tempest launcher, twenty points maybe. Like, Fair. It, it, so you actually have to invest to it. What I really think it, it comes to Eldar's power is that we can run Dark Reapers in three, three man units. Yeah. Which is dumb. There should be five man units, which will increase. Which, if at the current points that they are right now, it would increase their base cost. Mm-hmm. You can only put two units in a wave servant, mm-hmm. not all three. That right there is is a. Is a pretty big yeah, hit. That's a pretty solid pretty, pretty big hit. Yep. Um, also, maybe Aspic Warriors shouldn't be spammed. Maybe there should be a, a rule stating that you can't have so many Aspic Warriors. Because Aspic Warriors are supposed to be a more like specialized force right. in the Elder Army. Yep. And if we're supposed to be fluff-wise, for all you fluffers out there, like that would you know tickle your guys' fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ju- I just don't... There needs to be nerfs. Obviously, because they're really, really good. Just going crazy, fucking making the whole unit super yeah. expensive is like you can't punish one army for getting it decently right, being a very good army, because the other armies didn't get it right. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I don't want it to go the way of like Malefic Lords, where it's just they're just going to be unusable and nobody's going to ever take them. You know, uh, I, I want them to just be just like reasonable and just w- ways for other armies to react to it. That's all I want. And we'll, so, we, we'll, so we'll I had a, I had a, in the show notes, I had a question of what did you want to see nerf? What, is it safe to say that Dark Reapers are, you want to see them nerf? Dark Reapers are definitely a problem, but I think there's like a bigger issue of even if Dark Reapers 
So you don't even take any Dark Reapers in the army. Okay. I mean, that's going to be a big hit. Okay. But I think there's just a lot of other tools. Like Sean Naden, he didn't have any Dark Reapers. He made it to the top eight. Right? Yeah, which, which other podcasts didn't want to cover, by right. the way. Yeah, I mean, I, and he's... Sean Naden is, is I, I, to this day, like, I got to talk to Sean Naden at LVO, and he blew my mind with the shit he was fucking saying about 40, 40K. Like, you, I still look at his list to this day and just like, how the fuck are you winning games? Yeah, I mean, he, he won against a four Fire After Gulliman list with that list and i'm like how <laughs> how how did you kill he apparently killed all of the fire raptors I'm like what like i don't understand but he's like on a different level clearly yeah, like he's clearly he's an amazing player and uh but even like lawrence from tabletop tactics right he brought an army with three blobs of guardians kind of similar to shiny and three units of shining spears he didn't have any dark troopers he he did i think he went five and one with that so, and then William Abiles, who was, uh, he was in the top eight last year at LVO. He w- didn't make it to top eight, but I think he was in the top 20. He brought a bunch of really off the wall army, like a bunch of uh, striking scorpions and stuff. And he went five and one. And so, like, I feel like there's a lot of tools. But just because we have Dark Reapers, people are kind of focusing on it. But Eldar is a good army overall. And, like, I don't want it, I don't want Dark Reapers to go get totally nerfed, but there needs to be some more changes, uh, especially to, like, casting, like, 36 inches away. Uh, when you don't have a chance to deny, like when there's no counterplay, it's like it makes you feel you get to feel bad seas. You know, when we when we were talking about the Eldar Codex, I, kept, I was looking at, I looked at it, and I was like, everything in this book is good. Mm-hmm. Like you could build, and you were saying, no, 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 you couldn't do that. You know, the bikes aren't good, and Shining Spears aren't good. And I was like, dude, I'm looking at this stuff and saying, like, I know you think Sam Hand is bad, but. Like I could see, I already fucking told you. I know. Well, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep rubbing it in. I'm gonna keep Damn. rubbing it in. I keep saying like, everything in this book is good. Yeah, everything in this book, and you're gonna. And people say no, no, no. I'm saying to you like, everything in that book has a tool. Like everything. Now, it, I, I have um, what you're saying, Andy. Like I have came back around. Like there's a lot of things in the LR Codex that is good in different different ways. Right. Different there, ways. Of, different ways of playing in general. Sure. There are some obvious power points in there, and Dark Reapers, of but course. There's, not, were, there's yeah. something not to overlook. LR do die extremely. Sure. Easy. Sure. But guardians, like guardians, are really good. Yeah. You know, you put them in the right combos. Wave serpents are still really good. You know, the shining spears are good. You know, I, I look. I look at everything in that codex, and I'm saying like. I'm not seeing a weakness. I'm I'm seeing like everything has a, a way to deal with something and everything has a, a role to play. You look at some other codexes, like sometimes their troop units don't really have a role to play. Yeah. They don't do anything other than they exist to get you battalioned, right? Or Shut you know, the fuck up briefers or fucking <laughs> rippers or whatever the fuck they're I'm not saying I'm not saying that, but, but the, everyone's got like things in their codex that just like like the ad mech, like the rangers, like Oh yeah, they're horrible. They're they're but, terrible. But or the Vanguard, I don't think you know. And I are both saying that there's there's armies that are lackluster. Sure, sure. But I would say when I looked at your code, I was like, everything in this is good. And I think Elvio and the things you're talking about, how there were guys who didn't show up with Dark Reapers and they showed up with these other things and were able to handle that four Fire Raptor and Gilliman list. It's, you know, you just got to play it. You got to run it. Sean like, well, yeah, like it, it is. I, when I say my mind was blown with fucking talking to him sure. at the fucking bar, like. Revelations yeah. were. Open my mind. Yeah. It was like Pandora's box. Like, oh right. my God, that is right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now in the in the introduction, since we're still in the introduction, we're still Nikhil, there. Yeah. We're still there. <laughs> we we like to talk, right? Especially yeah. fucking Nikhil, man. You're fucking competitive player like myself. Um we'll ask more uh I guess out of the box stuff. Uh you recently got married. Yeah. Um it's, it's been a year. Uh 
It was in July last year. So okay, about, so about we're working up to there. Yeah. But congratulations. Thank you know, you. just want to say condolences. That. Um, condolences. <laughs> how, do, how does your uh, <laughs> when you met your wife and everything? Uh, uh-huh. Did you tell her about this hobby? How does how does she feel about it? Well, I I met her before I started playing like Warhammer. So I, I, I used to play a lot of computer games. I still do. And you know, early earlier on, play PUBG. Sorry, play PUBG. I don't yet, but I want to try it out. All right. Yeah. China number heard, one. Heard a heard a lot of good things about it, so I think. Um, you, the only thing you need about to know that. about it is that China's number one. That's all you need to know. <laughs> From there on out, you'll be just fine. <laughs> you'll figure it out. <laughs> continue. Sorry, get, get the PUBG like in there. Continue on. Continue on. So I used to, uh, I used to play a lot. Of, I mean, I played a lot of video games, and earlier on in my life, when I used to, when I was dating uh, other people, I, you know, they were not the most approving of of me like spending a lot of time in that and i would let that i would just let it i would just put the game aside and be you know okay fine i, I won't and, and you know i would be i wouldn't be very happy with that situation and like later on in my life i reflected back and like i thought you know you know i this is like an important part to me like it's not just like playing games you know just a side thing like i, I really enjoyed it it like helps me de-stress and stuff and so it's important to me and so when i started dating her like I told her like like first two weeks I was like hey you know just so you know like I I play video games like I I love doing that and it's my thing and like uh I I'll do that you know even if you're like around so just so you have a heads up like if that's not your thing you know whatever and she was very cool about it and she's like yeah you know if you're passionate about it it's fine like do your thing and she has had that same attitude about like Warhammer she's always been like very like supportive she's like oh you know you, yeah you love doing that I see how you're into it you are so like you know keep doing it like it's people don't find that kind of passion in a lot of things in their lives you know like they have this like uh they have their nine to five or they have their jobs and then they just come home they just do their other thing and like they when you ask them like what do you what do you love doing like they don't have a real answer and so when people have that like doesn't matter what it is it it should be nurtured it you know in the people you love it should be nurtured it should people be, that can answer that are generally happier yeah yeah right. absolutely even even with their spells they're generally yeah. happier yeah absolutely so um, I've been lucky in that she's very supportive of that. So. Well, Which, hobbies, you know, 40K is not just a game, right? Yeah. Like, I can pick up a it's video. It's a lifestyle. Well, not even just a lifestyle. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but kind of is, you know. You've, you've we've turned it into one, apparently. I have a whole room in my <laughs> I house know, and you I have know. a whole garage. I do. Shut up. Okay. Right. Yeah, you're right. It's a lifestyle. But it's more than just a game because I can pick up video games on Xbox or whatever and, like, I'll be done with them in six months, yeah. right? So it's not it's not a passion of mine like i play video games stuff like that but i can come and go from video games mm-hmm. whereas like an actual hobby which i think this is it's a hobby it's a community those become your hobbies become a piece of who you are yep. maybe you're into fishing right and fishing's your hobby or you like hunting or shooting or you work on cars that hobby is a piece of the person you are you know you hang out with your friends your friends all do the same hobby you know when we get together the girls always say you guys going to talk about 40k like Fuck yeah, we're gonna talk about forty cakes. That's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. It's what we do. If 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 we were into cars, we would sit around drinking, and talk about fixing cars. If we were into shooting, we talk about the place we went hunting. Like we could th- always talk about girls with big boobs and fat ass. We could always do that. Like I can do that anywhere. <laughs> but I think that's a uni- universal topic. Right? I don't know. So, some, some some guys, guys, guys like, like, like little the girls. skinny girls, yeah, you know? know. Like, but I'm I don't know. I like I got substantial. Are you in woman. the big boob and fucking fat ass club, or do you like the but more petite girls? 
I like the skinnier girls. Yeah. Okay. okay so <laughs> it's just, just more for us. It's more for us. It's more for us. It's cool. That's great. We, we need guys like this in the world, right? That makes the fat girls really appreciative of our time because yeah. guys like this exist. Let me tell you, you know? fat girls can suck a fucking mean dick. It's because they're very thankful for your time. <laughs> <laughs> You're spending time with me. <laughs> what is that sound? Would you what rather... the fuck is going on? Yeah, there you go. Did you like that better? And then okay. one, last, one last question in the intro yeah. of uh, Nikhil, uh, because I really got to take a piss. Like, yeah. I'm almost going <laughs> to piss your couch right now. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, ask I, the not, question. Ask, ask the question. question. Okay, okay, okay. I don't consent what to is, this. What <laughs> is your goals of 2018, of it being the new year of 40K? So, like, where were you? Do you know? You remember your ranking? Do you know your ranking? Yeah. And where are you planning on being? I finished, I finished 86, which is... So I wanted to be in the top fifty, but like I think my LV performance really is that did. in the world, West Coast, United States, in in the world, like yeah, the overall total IDC eighty six. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's good. I I next year I want to be like in the top fifty at least, or this year I want to be at least in the top fifty, and like uh, I definitely want to place in the top eight in a, at a GT. That's two of my goals for this you year. You staying? You staying with chaos or? Yeah, so far I'm staying with chaos. Um, even though chaos has taken a hit and they're kind of in a weird place right now, I think there's some because good tools. People haven't mastered the Demon Codex. I mean, it just came out. Yeah, I mean the Demon Codex. Yeah, there's there's good, really good elements which you can use. But I I think um, especially in the Thousand Suns Codex, I think it unlocks a lot of cool combos which yeah. we can talk about later, which uh, what can really help chaos out. But so far, I'm gonna stick with chaos. Yeah, yeah there's so many man. ways to play it. There's so many ways. There's so much flavor in between Chaos Space Marines and the Chaos Codex. The so, right, go ahead and go pee, and I'll finish up the intro section. Um, so, in today's show, um, we've, thanks, Nicole. It's a super long introduction. It's good. Yeah. Uh, that's actually gonna help guide this show. Yeah, so, uh, what we'll do is we'll kind of do our regular show first, mm-hmm. and then next week, go ahead and listen. Next week, when this releases, we'll go ahead and have a full Thousand Suns review with Nick Hill. So, we'll do sort of a regular show. Um, so, we'll have some data slate, some news and rumors and information from the 41st millennia. Um, we'll have a little bit of maximum effort, so any hobby progress and, and whatnot. And of course, we'll do some after action review. Um, so, um, remember though, uh, we do have, we're still, um, once again, I'm sponsoring a unit overseas, an infantry unit, um, and a U.S. Army infantry unit overseas, um, 10th Mountain Division of Fort Polk, Louisiana. Um, they're in the middle of nowhere, have nothing to do, right? They go on patrol. I mean, they've got to, something to do. They're defending, you know, freedom and whatnot. That's like not nothing. <laughs> but, you know, when they go on patrol, they work out. And they go to sleep and that's about it. And they need some things to do. So I actually got the first shipment ready to go. I'll be sending it out tomorrow. Um, this is Monday. So when this releases, it'll already be on its way. Um, Bam from the Flying Monkeys Wargaming podcast. He's going to be sending stuff out from a store. He just helped take over in Kansas. So we're getting them some stuff out there. But what I'm doing is all the patron donations I get for the month of February. We're utilizing that to do things like buy drink packages, get rolls of Copenhagen out to them, um, get some just normal normal little goodies to kind of make their day a little better so that so remember go ahead and if you haven't done so yet go ahead and become a patron of the show if you're at the, the under the 20 bucks if you up it for the month so we can get some more donations and if we reach a hundred dollars in donations for the month of february we'll go ahead and do the giveaway on the death guard starter set for someone out there um but last and not least in the introduction is what we are drinking so nickel you brought us the beer tell us what we're drinking today uh, we're drinking a Trappist beer from Belgium. I know you guys like to support the local breweries, and that's awesome. 
I'm not that knowledgeable about the local breweries here. I'm from up in uh, the Los Angeles area. So I thought I would bring something else, which maybe uh, the listeners out there who aren't lucky enough to live in this area can, you know, buy themselves and like experience and like kind of drink along with this. You know, I know I like to say I buy, I, I support local breweries and I do, but if anyone just brings beer, like I'll just, I'll drink it and it's fine. I'm, That's fair. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not that picky. You know? I like alcohol. Oh yeah. Give me, give me beer and boobs and alcohol and butts and fat yeah. asses. Fat asses. Yeah. Not yeah. just butts, fat asses. Well, when I say butts. With a P. Fat asses. <laughs> fat asses with a P. Yeah. Oh, the PHA. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. PH. Come on, man. God damn it. I'm already two beers in. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, so, um, yeah, this is good. Uh, I we'll, haven't had breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we um, we got these on ice. We're just kind of popping a copa right now, and we'll let the viewers know, um, or let the viewers, no one's looking at us right now. I sure hope not. Uh, but we'll let the listeners know what we thought about at the end of the show. All right? Okay. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. Ray's already peed, and we'll be back. Yeah, long piss with the data slate. What's up, veteran gamers? Andy here. Today I'm joined by my wife Tiffany. Hey yo. And we're here today to talk to you about Tech to you. Tech to you. You wanna to touch me? Yeah, I do want to touch you. We're here to talk to you today about Sky High Comics. Everyone knows that Andy likes to shop at Sky High Comics for 40k. But my wife Tiffany, she likes shopping there too. What do you have to shop there for? Um, I go there for comic books. And I also shop there for Warhammer products. I get my AOS there. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You know, Sky High Comics is a veteran-owned and operated business right there in North County, San Diego. Now, Veteran Gamer, we like to support our local gaming stores. We like to support veterans because, of course, it's the Veteran Gamer. And we like to support cool dudes like Raul. What do you think about Raul, baby? Raul's pretty cool. Raul's a pretty cool guy. He's very knowledgeable about the products that he carries. He carries... Oh, Pokemon. I forgot about Pokemon. He carries Pokemon cards and deck boxes and magic, and he's really passionate about the stuff that he has there. And Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So if you're a nerd, if you're a neckbeard, you want to get your game on, you want to get your nerd on, check out Sky High Comics in North County, San Diego. You can check them out online at skyhighcomics.com. Until then, ladies, back to the show. Um, we're going to roll right into the data slate news and information. Not a whole lot this last two weeks. Not a whole lot. I think Thousand Suns, Thousand Suns could have took the air out of the room. I think, I think GW remembered that there's other games that they support. Yeah, there are some other games that they support. Um, I know. Which I'm supportive of, of those games too. Yeah, I'm a supporter of those games. I like to know those are out there. Yeah. I mean, I don't play them, but I like to know that they're Come on, Shadespire is fun. Shadespire is fun. You've played Shadespire? I haven't tried it yet. You haven't tried it? It. It's cool, man. Yeah. Like, I, if if you're out there and you're on the fence or you've heard about it, like try it out. It's it's cool when you can play for fucking two hours and get like six eight games in. It's pretty cool. And it's I don't awesome. know if especially if you're from the like the magic community, like it has that deck building kind of fucking feel to it. Mm-hmm. Definitely cool. Definitely. Yeah. So give it a try. Like, I think the core game is like what fifty five bucks, sixty five bucks. It's not that expensive. You get two armies. You get enough cards to play both of them it's, yeah and then you get a, a bonus pack where it has like once you advance from the basic rules yeah yeah and then you you get a game in like 15 minutes once you get like the whole setup like i figured the game out i played one game and i figured it out like okay cool i got this yeah you know we didn't figure out the stormcast because no, 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 we're no, idiots no. We, we played things wrong yeah 
you guys left reading to me, so there was your that, Yeah, there was problem. our problem. We let Ray dictate the rules and how to read. and yeah, the, the rules were I win. In any situation, if Ray is, is in charge of reading... You know, Ray, Ray did a lot of the show notes, so I have no idea where the show's going right now. I have not a clue. Oh. Like, <laughs> I put him in charge of the Tony Got Tonyed episode. We all know what happened there. Like, <laughs> There was a lot of blinking lights. I already fucking said. Phil's mic was off for like half the show. James knocked, Carmona right? was like floating in midair, like speaking out over here. It felt like a. It felt like I was listening to like a party, like a big party, like people just coming in, going in. Well, and that's out. what. That's, that's actually. That's, that's, that's what it was. Actually, right. what it was happening. Right. We had a, had a housewarming yeah. party here. We so got real. In that drunk. sense, I did it correctly. So Fantastic, great way to go. So the data slate. I <laughs> wanted to start off. Uh, <laughs> he gets tired of getting picked on, so he jumps right. Let's get right so into the, the show notes. Slate, uh, some uh, shade spire news. Uh, the Skaven and the Fire Slayers, which I'm, they they have other fucking names, but they're the same fucking models. dwarves. Yeah, dwarves and rats, right? Dwarves and rats, they come out for pre-order. They come with a fucking dice, which we all know I'm a fucking sucker for goddamn dice. Why are the dwarves naked? Well, they don't have... That's how they roll. Like, if they... Because if I thought they live in, like, really size. cold places. Like, I thought they were in the cold area, so why would they be running with just loincloths? I mean, I, I like a good breeze underneath there sometimes, too, but Jesus Christ, like, they're all running around half naked. They you look know, like you, me, all fat and like when my man boobs hanging out. But shit, like I wear more than the one cloth. They do not look like you with their char- They're fucking fully built. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> fully built. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so they come out. You know they're, they're on pre-order right now. When this this comes out Friday, right? So yeah, the Skaven. Those are so tomorrow. The Skaven of the Rat ones, right? We'll talk like we're in the future. The Skaven of the Rat ones, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I like the little lizard guys. What are those guys called? The those are the. I don't know. Yeah, if you're an AOS player out there, don't you know, give us some hate mail about. Uh, yeah, you just hate yeah. mail. I like hate mail. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they come out. You know, the dice, the card backs, the dice. Those those are on pre order right now. Uh, and the dice, you Friday. love, dice. love dice. Uh, another thing, Necromunda. Necromunda. If you are super old, like on your deathbed, you probably remember this game. Uh, there's a new gang out called the Orlock gang for, you, for pre-order you know when the course set came out i was really excited about this actually like i thought oh because i remember from it back in the day and yeah, i old i like shadow war armageddon i was like oh this is going to be just like its own standalone shadow war armageddon this is gonna be a lot of fun but they only had the two gangs and i'm like uh no i like i don't like the look at these two games i want something there was like they had pictures of like, older ones like are they not releasing any of these like could you I know you still have the molds. Like, why don't you just make the models? Like, give me a full release. Do you really know they have the molds? I just want a full release. Is all I'm looking for okay, at well, any given make, time. Well, I'm just looking for a full and release. Have fucking something to release. If they fucking, you know, did your two pump chump thing into it and blew it all out, like, what else are they gonna fucking sell? They're two pump chumping all 40k codex every two weeks. Yeah, but there's a lot of fucking codex. There's a lot of pumps though. It's a lot of. That's a lot of. It's a lot of effort. That's a lot of skeet skeet every time. Yeah. <laughs> And then also in the Necromunda, the book that was in the the starter pack that they have that has the two gangs in it, they're also releasing the book. A novel? Uh, like, uh, no, or no, the rule the, book? The rule book. Oh, okay. On its own. So you don't have to buy the box. If you just want if you want to play these guys called the Orlocks, Orlocks and don't want to buy the other two gangs, you can go ahead and buy that in the book. You can play. And they also have the, the boards, too. Because apparently it's played on a board. I don't Do you, know. I'm not. I'm not ancient, so I don't fucking know this game. I don't think it needs to be played on a board, does it? I was looking at the pictures. There was a board. Okay. Does it have like a little? I don't play the fucking game, Andy. Ray, if I'm dependent, see, this is what happens when I let Ray do the show notes. Right? It's incomplete. I have an incomplete show right now. Thanks, Ray. 
Granted, so 40k news. <laughs> 40k news. There's not many. There's not. There's not much. There's nothing. It. We know from from LVO is what we know currently going into this podcast. Nothing new. No fucking teasers. No fucking leaks. No nothing. Because GW apparently knows how to hide their shit now. Did you did you go to the um the the seminar beforehand? No, I was still driving then. But oh really? I heard about the three codices. I didn't even out. see Nick Yo at fucking LVO. He was sleeping Dude, I was, time or something. Uh, so I came in late on Friday. <laughs> he was ghosting him. All right, straight no, ghosting on him. Thursday at night, I came late. I just went straight to bed. Morning, like we played, and the you know we we ran long on that day. So right after that, I was like super hungry. Yeah, so let me tell you, my lady was pissed. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet. That's yeah. So I you know I went and ate, and then like I just went to sleep. And the next day after that, we. After the games, we the after the six games, we uh, ate and then we were just drinking and that's where I saw you. But then I, I was on the phone with with my wife uh, when you walked by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after that, I just went upstairs and slept. So, there's so you enjoyed your time in Las Vegas. You then. went to quote unquote sleep. Yeah, he was talking to his wife. Yeah, that's what you did. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good job. Way to go. Hey, I, I'm, I, I endorse that. Yeah. <laughs> That, that was pretty much all I had for the Dazzle League. No, there's not much out there. There right wasn't now. much. There wasn't much. So what we can do is we can just roll right into the maximum map because actually you have some information there, Ray. I have tons of information. But since we have a guest. Yeah. I'll let our guest leave. Do you have any hobby progress recently? It's ladies first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you're prettier than both of us, so I mean. <laughs> it's a good thing the, uh, the listeners can't see me. So Put a nice blonde wig on you. Right. Yeah, that'd be hot. Uh, it looks like you shave your head every day. That's a lot of fucking. Uh, I shave it every maybe three days. That's still a lot. Of I shaved it especially for you. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> he looks nice. He smells nice. Like you showed up the other day for this. Like the what was it? We did on Tuesday. We did like Wednesday, like afternoon. You showed up. Or was it Tuesday afternoon? We did that show, the last show, that just the two of us show on the fly. I don't remember yesterday. So. Well, you showed up smelling nice. I was like, he did show up smelling nice for me. That's so he cares. Oh, oh yeah, I took a Cuban shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just cologne. It's just, just cologne. Uh, it <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was gonna ask, but what? I've never heard of that. What, a Cuban shower? Yeah. It just means that they yeah, didn't take a shower. Just they just put cologne. Yeah. No, it's just cologne and a gold chain. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. You're visualizing it now, right? Yeah. Yeah, you are. Okay, yeah. you got it. <laughs> put down your erection. Let's fucking talk about fucking hobby progress, all right? So you got some hobby progress? You been working uh, on some stuff? So I don't. I don't paint. Any of my stuff? Yes. I don't. Like I, I fuck yeah. My my <laughs> my job is an artist, like but on the computer, and so I I know if I spend some time, I'm sure I can like learn it, but I just don't have the the motivation to do that. And I know there's so many other people who are like way more talented than me, and so I, I'd rather just pay them if I can to like do it. So I that's when I, how I got my tower me, uh, and it won best second best painted last year at LVO. And that army, like, I, I know what I want, but I also know that I'm not skilled enough to put it actually, you know, actually make it manifest. So I I wrote, like, a 70-page Google Doc of every single, like, how I want every single panel and, like, what I want and what, like, light and, like, what color scheme and, like, references. 70 pages? Yeah, it was 70 pages by the end of it. Hey, you hear army. that, Tyler? At least I don't give you 70 pages to paint my shit. You, you know, with the time you spent typing out 70 pages into a Google Doc, you could have learned how to paint To be better. fair, it's not all... It's, <laughs> I'm just it's saying. Not, it's not all, like, Christ. text. It's, it's a lot of, like, reference images, too, but it, it, it was a lot of text, too. And like You went through a lot of effort to not do anything. Yeah. Okay? That's so fair. Just, <laughs> that's fair. God, uh, it has a lot of, like, details. Like, there's, like, a portrait of a, 
of like a woman, just like you know how in World War Two you have the bombers and you have like a, the pinups. Yeah, exactly the pinup models. I, we we know we know what pinups. So I put them all over our lists. Yes, right. On, oh yeah, oh yeah. I've, I've seen that. You should see Phil's those. list. It's great. You see Phil's I didn't list. See it. He didn't you didn't show see. Me. You know, I don't think he posted the the pretty version I did for him, and I was a little bummed about it. What a faggot! All that work I put into <laughs> it. Phil too. is a faggot though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little fat kid, man. He's like a fucking fat faggot. <laughs> That's what he is. He doesn't listen to the show, so you're, you're insulting him. He's not going to hear it. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he was telling us that some guy walked up and said, "Hey, are you Phil from the podcast?" Yeah, he goes, "You're not fat." He goes, "Yeah, I know." He's like, "No, he's <laughs> fucking fat. He's fat on the inside." That he's guy like, was just hitting on him. No. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, so, long story short, you have no hobby progress. Uh, no, my my thousand cents are getting painted up right now okay. by a different, uh, very talented artist. Who paints your stuff for you? Uh, right now it's uh, Zach Bolds. He runs this, uh, like a painting service called Manbeard Miniatures. It's out of Ohio. He's a really nice guy, really fast. Like he he painted my that is key right there with the paint. Yeah, because uh, you know, especially for tournament armies, like I'm like, oh, this is my list. Like a week before, I'm like, now I need the models. So he painted like uh, in seventh edition, he painted like a whole half a Eldar army with like bikes a Wraith Knight uh, Farsi and stuff to go with my Riptide Wing in like three days and it was, it was wow. pretty good it kind of matched you wanna, my you want to slide that number this way and just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I change the list all the time yeah no, he, he's really good so he's painting my Thousand Suns right now and uh, uh, that's my hobby progress cool man sweet Ray you got lots there no, well, I got it's just a lot of text. Honestly. A lot of text. <laughs> a lot of text. Me. A lot of text that says I handed my models over to somebody else. Sort of like <laughs> Nick Hill over here. You guys are kindred spirits. You know, he's got a lot of text that says. But he has a lot of text too. Okay, he just has on seventy page document. The seventy page word document. I should have yeah. linked that in the show notes. You should have. Yeah, it'd be great reading. I'll, I'll release it to our listeners. I'll put it in the show notes for the listeners. Yeah. So yeah, the maximum effort. Uh, like I was talking about the last podcast, I was doing the shining spears where it was basically two kits put together because I didn't like the old bikes so i finished that uh they're currently here in a fucking little box i gotta take to tyler so there's hobby progress right i built them that's that's a lot right. of effort and you're handing them over to tyler and i have no time but i also did took them off the flyer bases so they can be actually on 30 mil bases that's so right i can actually make a base so i'm actually gonna paint those that counts there you go so fuck it's hobby you. progress so basing you basing right? uh in another in another sense I'm, I'm really waiting for the fucking faq for march that i know that's coming to see what I got to get up to date. Uh, I you're expecting a big FAQ, aren't you? Yeah. There's a lot of crying on the internet. So I already know that certain things in the Eldar Force are going to get nerfed. So I got to I gotta prepare for that. So I have a lot of things that are like built and ready to go. You know, mm-hmm. all type. All, if you think of Eldar, it's built. It's just not painted. And it's just waiting, like who's going to get sent, bumped up, right? That's smart. Uh, I have uh, the Wraith Knight, the Scat Hatch that I bought at LVO. Uh for any listeners that are listening, my birthday was two days after the LVO when it ended. So I had birthday money. Like anybody that knew me gave me birthday money to where I can, you know, spend in Vegas. Well, I bought a Scat Hatch Wraith Knight, but with the Flamers, because I have the Infernal one, the Melta weapon. So I I know they're bad, but like I said, I really love fucking Scat Hatches. They're fucking cool models. So now I have all of them and I just got to build that up. And of course, be sent to Tyler because mm-hmm. I ain't going to fucking paint that shit. 
He has some cool fucking like chameleon paint. I don't know what they're fucking called. Oh, like, cool. You look at it in the light and it like switches as you turn it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's color changing uh, paint. It's metallics. But he, he, I think him and um, Francisco posted that like on it's, the page. It, it's pretty fucking. It's cool looking. It's crazy. It's color shifting paint. Before you could only get it in the in the, the rattle cans, but it was like. $18 for a really small rattle can that's color shifting paint. I mean, if you were going to base your army in it, it'd be worth it. Or if you're going to do like a whole vehicle, but like it's pricey for it's pricey. So for I got to pay get. a little bit extra for the paint. Yeah. And then the last thing in the 40 K stuff, uh, you know, autarks with Banshee masses because GW can't fucking say no to their codexes. Like, I, I don't know what your feel is on it in a kill, but like, like I, I'm, I'm, you know, military, and I come from playing sports growing up. Like if people tell me like this is the new thing and you can't use the old shit, that's fine to me. But I know in the, you know, the 40k universe or the the community as it is, people are like, oh, I have this model, I can't use it now. I'm gonna shed tears on it, right? So where, there's lots of affirmative action at GW when it comes to this stuff. I don't know what that means, but index. <laughs> the they have that they posted that that flow chart, right? Yeah. If it has a model. Then, but it's not in the index. You can, or it's not in the codex. You can use the index, yeah. which I hate. Yeah. But I'm also a competitive player, so cool. I'm gonna use an Autark with a fucking Banshee mask and a fucking laser lance. That's not in the codex, but I can use it because it's in the index. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of mocking that all up because I just don't want to put a laser lance on something and say like, oh, that's my Autark. Yeah. I actually want his like, like my old Autark on a bike had like. The wings from the Autark with the jump pack, I just chop, chopped them off and like I customized the bike. Mm. So that's what I'm doing now, but now I'm, he's actually going to have laser lance because I like to have WYSIWYG fucking models. So there's no fucking, oh, I didn't know that model had such and such weapon. Yeah. And then the Shadespire um, realm. You bought all of the stuff. I, I buy all of it. I The, the Fire Slayer. <laughs> he played and, one game. One, I'm in. Yeah. Shit, the game is <laughs> fun, dude. It, it is right, it's a lot of fun. It, 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 I highly recommend it. If you haven't tried it, try it. It's cool. But that's because I have a, I have a magic background. Like, I play magic, and I really love magic. I don't play it anymore. It's expensive when you have a baby. And I have another one on the yeah, way. Yeah, because 40K is not expensive. Yeah, yeah, but you can only have one other expensive thing. Right, yeah, right, okay? yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fuck you, Andy. <laughs> God damn it. So, I bought... I have... I bought the other orcs and the fucking... The skeleton guys, the spectral guard or some bullshit they're called... Sepulcher. Yeah, that. Um, <laughs> I, I bought those. I built them up. They're super easy. Like anything in the fucking Shadespire um, realm is really, really fucking easy. It's all push. It's all push fit. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I glue them together. But let me tell you, the fucking spectral guard or what the fuck did you say? Sepulcher. That um, is really fucking finicky. It means a graveyard. It does? Or a tomb. Really? Yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. Or sepulcher. It would have been any, how many would you want to say? If you're British, you might say sepulcher or sepulcher, right? But it just means a graveyard or a tomb. Okay, cool. Tomb, guard. They're the skeleton right. guys, right? They're the skeleton guys. Yeah. They're really fucking finicky, like super, like, because they're skeletons. So mm-hmm. they're like, you got to be super careful when you fucking, and when you push them together, I almost bent one off where I almost broke it. So careful. I bet all those is cool. I was looking, I've been, oh, shit. I've been looking through the, the, like I'm now in the deck building phase of like how I want to build my armies. I'm having a lot of fun with it. And now I'm building decks. So I'm going to say that's fucking hobby progress. There you go. Cause you got to fucking yeah. push all the cards out like in magic where you put them all in front of you. I'm still in the process of building a deck that I like. And that's the shade spire shit that I have. And then, yeah, 
I, that's the only two games I play, 40K and Jade Spire. Okay. Yeah. Andy? I, I'm all tearing it, of course. Of course. Um, I, I told you they were fucking good. I Let me just tell you. Fucking, I told you they were fucking good. And you cried, and you cried, and cried. And I told you they were fucking good. And I gave you that the fucking Sam Han was good. So you motherfucker better give me the fucking Tyranids are good. So you want me to tell you you're right? Yeah. You're right, Ray. All right. You're right. You're right the whole time. <laughs> that salty ass episode of me bitching and moaning about it. it now, I, I came forward. I don't know if I did it on the show, but I, I will. If I haven't, I'll do it here. To be fair about my salty ass episode it was on the heels. So Tyranids came on right after the Eldar Codex came out, which the power of the Eldar Codex was obvious. It was I, obvious there's to no me. shape or form that I say the Tyranids are better than Tyranids, but they're. So good. when I was doing a comparison between Ray's Codex and mine, it felt like my Codex was a giant piece of dog shit. Right. The contrast was. <laughs> the contrast was, was stark. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to go back into history, okay? To when the last Tyranid Codex came out, that one came on the heels <laughs> of the Tau Codex, the Tau Codex that broke the game, right? The right. sixth edition Tau Codex. Like it was completely overpowered. So when people saw that, like, oh my God, the power creep is real. What are Tyranids going to get? And we got that sorry ass excuse for a Codex, that abortion that they just sort of dropped in our laps. It was got, just straight you got, terrible. You got a cool cover page. Oh, yeah, which was copy and pasted in the last one. Thank you very much. But anyway, so that's where the salt came from, was seeing how great Ray's Codex was to how, like, kind of meh my Codex. But if you look at the LVO, and I looked at the list of the LVO, there wasn't, like, like the top Tau lists were all kind of, not Tau, the top uh, Eldar lists were all kind of the same. Right? They how had, dare you. Sorry. It's my bad. I've been how drinking, man. dare you. It's my fault. You can but you can beat me up later. God it's cool. Damn it. You can beat me up later. I, I said Tau when I met Eldar, and I just thought of something really gay, so I just you thought know, we were Tau friends, and Eldar together. We were friends. <laughs> oh no, no. But anyway, if you look at the Tyranid coat, the Tyranid lists from LVO, like there wasn't like a concurrent theme. No one was running the same thing. Yeah. Whereas the top Eldar lists were all centered around the same core set of units, mm-hmm. which means you know if you look at, and this is where GW is going to come with the 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 FAQ, if everyone's running the same thing, right? If the top players have found it, right? Everyone else, Dark Reapers, every, if you didn't know Dark Reapers were good, if you didn't know that, then you weren't even paying attention. You're living right? underneath a right. rock. Right. So, I mean, he knows the nerf is going to come. He, the reason he knows it's coming is because it's that good. Yeah. Right. He knows it's that good, right? Where if you look at the Tyranny Codex, you can't point to one thing in there and say, this is going to dominate the meta, right? You can't find it. And that's why the LVO lists... None of them really had that. Yeah. Right. So, I think kind of the closest you can come to that is uh, Flying High Tyrants right now, because just because GW is in the UK and the UK meta is full of Flying High Tyrants. Sure. Part of the reason is because they don't use the bottom line of sight blocking, and so okay. High Tyrants come down, they shoot everything, and they can shoot Eldar and kill. Yeah. Them. Yeah. They're good. They're very good. Since, since but, you draw line of sight from any point of the model, right? And so their wing that's like fucking. I don't know, a foot off the table, like, oh, I can see you. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you can't do that here in, in the ITC because, like, the bottom's blocking. And that's why you see more, like, bio wars and hive tyrants. Hive guard. Hive guard. Hive guard uh, yeah. Not hive tyrants. Yeah, hive guards. Because yeah. they can shoot out of line of sight and you want to, you know, leverage right. that. So it just depends on the difference. But I think Hive Tyrants will probably get a price hike a little bit because you'll start seeing those here as well now. People have been discussing it. And I think one of them won, like, a RTT uh, on BCP. You can see it. But uh, Hive Tyrants are going to start coming by because Eldar are 
you know. Yeah, it was the guys from uh, Roll the Seas. Right. Yeah, exactly. So because Eldar are going to be on the rise even more now after LVO, because people are going to try to copy lists and, you know, they're going to fail. But There's gonna... the people that have been playing Eldar forever, like right. myself. No, that's totally. And then there's totally. the people that have... Jump on the bandwagon. Jump on the bandwagon. And they don't, they don't appreciate, like, the way you are, like, being smart about it and be like, I know Dark Reapers are overtuned and I know, uh, you know, they're going to get nerfed. So I'm going to start already looking at other options. They're just going to look at the LVO list and like, hey, I'm going to copy this. I'm just going to buy a bunch of Dark Reapers. And then by the time they have it painted and stuff, the fact's going to drop and they're going to be <laughs> totally disillusioned by it, you know? Like the guy who went out and bought all those after the um, the Storm Raven list, the, was it the five yeah. Storm Ravens? Then everyone went out and bought Storm Ravens yeah. and they Let just quickly squashed that shit. Yep. There's exactly. like, I know there was at least like two dozen guys who just spent hundreds of dollars on Storm Ravens and went, well, fuck my life. <laughs> Yeah, they spent money to get them painted and everything. Yeah, you see them on on sale like uh, right. a day after the FAQ. Yeah. And like, okay. And no one's buying. No one's buying. Storm Ravens are still pretty good. They're still really good. Or not yeah. the, the Storm Raptors, actually. Yeah, yeah, the Fire, Fire Raptors. Raptors. Oh, yeah, Fire Raptors are. None, none of the fuckers from the team, I mean, obviously, you know, Andy, play fucking Raptors. Mm. So I looked them on on paper. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. I played against them in my last, my last uh, game on uh, Saturday, and I was like, Man, these fuckers shoot a lot. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. Yeah, they, they shoot a lot. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a Forge World model, so it's stupid. But, yeah, so I'm all Tyranids all the time now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had... I've had three Flying Hive Tyrants back from 6th and 7th edition. Um, I converted one back into a Carnifex, thinking Carnifex were going to be great. And I think they're good, but now I see Flying Hive Tyrants are pretty good, so I'm, I had to convert it back to yep. a flying hive tyrant. So I've, I've been doing that. Um, I got to find all of my bits from my devourers, my devourers of brain leech worms, my monstrous ones. I got to go through all my bits. Those, I just, those are just words to me. I don't know. That <laughs> I just that moved. So all of my stuff is like all over the place. So I have to find all my bits. Uh, and my gene stealers are in rough shape. Mm. Um, I used to play gene stealers all the time. And then sixth and seventh edition, they were just unusable, completely unusable. They're pretty good now. They are pretty good. Yeah. But remember that one time we played in the first 8th edition game? Like, my jeansters were literally covered in dust. There was dust bunnies on them. It was that bad. Yeah, you don't you don't have to fucking give me any credit that I deployed correctly and baited you into a bullshit charge. But okay. Well, I, I didn't give you credit because I just wanted to see what they could do. <laughs> I was like, what, what was the, what's that stupid model? The Wraith Lord? Mm-hmm. The little mini ones? Yeah, the, the old the ones, Lord. the Wraith Lords are like this big. Right. Like they used to be before they're, they're actual actual size now. So I charged like a thirty man unit into one, and the thing just wouldn't fucking die. <laughs> now, granted, I moved the Wraith Lord to where he was on the left, so not all of his guys got in. The sure, okay. sure. He, there was there was some skill involved, but I just wanted to see could these gene stealers. I may take... or may not be decently well at this game. You're good at this game, right? Yeah. Right. Can, <laughs> can we tell you you're good at this game, Ray? I do. You're good at this game, Ray. You. You're welcome. Did you finish like. In... Top 30. 30s. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. You know what I finished at SoCal Open? Top 30? 69! Wow. It got really <laughs> quiet for a second. I was checking like what I ranked at the whole thing. And like they just would do the, the awards. And I, I go, hey, look. Because it was really loud for a second. Because everyone's talking. For all you talking. guys that are stuck in the basement, that's a sex position. And it's a great <laughs> sex position. So everyone gets really quiet. And as they get quiet, I yelled out, 69! In <laughs> this giant open hall. And it echoes. And everyone turns around and goes, and looks at me. And I'm like. 69, bro. (laughs) 
Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> so my hobby progress is I'm fixing my gene stealers. I'm putting some of the heads back on that fell off. I got to do some rebasing. Fix my flying hive tyrant. There's if you would a- use real glue, let me go ahead and door his fucking Loctite. I do use Loctite, but I also use hot glue. You use hot glue. That's dumb. Hot glue is fantastic. You just you buy more models. <laughs> well, I do that when I can use hot glue. So what, what type of glue do you use, Nikhil? Loctite. Loctite, right? I use Loctite. I've literally dropped a warp hunter off a fucking table that's three fucking foot off the fucking floor. It landed upside down, bounced off the floor, and I picked it back up and put it back on the table. Wow. Nothing happened. Because of Loctite. No, I use Loctite, but I also use hot glue. I mean, look, there's a whole model there. It's nothing but hot glue. Lo- Loctite right gel. There. Yeah, Loctite gel. gel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The professional grade. Mm-hmm. The black one. Yeah. Oh, you use the black one? The the fucking ultra control, I think it's called. I use the the liquidy um blue one. No, no, I don't I don't like I don't like liquid. You like the liquid? I like it thick. Well, because the thick one takes longer to dry. The thin one like dries almost instantly. Thick, Give it like three seconds. The thick one takes some time, I know. Yeah, yeah. But once you get there, it's once you get there, it's it. worth it. It's worth it's the worth extra it. effort. Yeah, all that thickness, it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my hobby progress. Um, not as much as Ray, apparently. So Ray beat me in hobby progress this week. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be back with the after action review. What's up, veteran gamers? Andy here. I'm here with my best buddy, Ray. Hey, what's up? Hey, and we're here to talk to you about Gamers Arsenal. Ray. Tell me about, a little bit about Gamers Arsenal. Gamers Arsenal, a place to you know go and play competitively. You can go, you can find me there. Get some good hardcore uh, competitive games in there. Get that practice. Uh, get your AOS stuff. Get your uh, X-wing stuff there too. You got the good uh, X-wing community. So our good buddy Alex, of course, opened up Gamers Arsenal for a place for gamers to be. You know, in our local community, maybe there wasn't always space for tabletop gamers. So there wasn't always space for X-Wing gamers. But now there's space for everybody. We got space. Alex opened up space for, if you can play Magic, you can play Magic. There. You want to play Pokemon, you can play Pokemon. You want to play X-Wing, you want to play 40K, you want to play competitive, you want to play friendly. There's space for everyone in Gamers Arsenal. No, if you're playing friendly, don't 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 talk to me. <laughs> Just go find someone else. Go, go find, find, go find Alex. Yeah, go find Alex. You can find Gamers Arsenal online on their Facebook page at the Gamers Arsenal. Yeah, I, I moderate that. So, uh, good luck. <laughs> good luck with that. Good luck with that. <laughs> with that. Uh, we'll hope to see you guys all at Gamers Arsenal. Until then, ladies, bag of dicks. What's that? LNLs. LNLs? It's a no. wine place. It's a wine place. I've no, not, not eaten there. Not a wine. Fuck wine. A Hawaiian. Hawaiian place. Place. It's food. I have not eaten there. What? Where is it? I got you. If we go after this, I'll fucking get you. Okay. All right. You can come too, Nico. If you sure. want. Yeah. I don't know how busy you are. Okay. Yeah. You you, sure. you sober enough to go? Are any of us sober well, enough to I, go? Well, I said you can come because I can't drive. We could order for Grubhub. <laughs> <laughs> I don't order. think in the grub. I don't think so. We can look. I'll ask Tiffany. Hey, babe. <laughs> don't try to be cool like me. Don't try to be cool like Doritos. Me. Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> so Ray jumps in. Of course, he's he's already thinking about food. He hasn't eaten all day. He's just he's ready to like eat the microphone. No. No. Okay. But he's starving. No. I'll get, you want to need some chips? I'll get you some chips in a little yeah. bit. I'll get you some chips. Some chips yeah. and salsa? Well, that's that's okay. It's kind of like how people like smoke pot and they fucking want to eat. I drink and I want to eat chips. Yeah. How's that effect? 
Yeah. Yeah, Matt, don't get excited, okay? I know you're going to fucking put some <laughs> goddamn comment on about fucking eating chips. <laughs> so after action review, this is, of course, this is our games played section. This is the reason why we're here is to play games and talk about them. Yeah. And we end up talking about big boobs and fat asses. You should always be talking about yeah, big boobs and fat asses. When you're playing your Not games. Not unless you're Nikhil, then, I don't know, would it be like tight asses and tight boobs? Uh, Fit girls and like strong just, forearms. Just a, and, it's more of a holistic view instead of just the focusing view? on certain... The holistic view. The what, whole, what is that the whole woman. He cares about the whole woman. Oh, feelings. Like overall? Yeah. yeah. Their, their feelings, their eyes, their hair. I know, I know that's not your thing, so... What are feelings? <laughs> that's the see in our world. That's the stuff that goes in the hot dog, the feelings and the eyes and the hair. And for us, just the big boobs and the fat ass. That's the meat. I'm that's really the steak. You don't know because you're a robot. You're actually a towel on the inside. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Get the fuck out! Shots of here. fired. What the fuck? Jesus Christ! Holy you compare shit. me to towel? Are you fucking Holy kidding me? Shit! <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> Nikhil's no longer a guest. Okay. He's no longer a guest. Well, it was, nice to, it was nice to meet you. Thanks for coming. Leave the beer behind. <laughs> so, after action, these are our games played. Um, you were at LVO. You said you haven't got any games then. But give us a, what is a memorable game you thought maybe you had at LVO? You didn't have to win, didn't have to lose, but something you thought was memorable from that day. One game. What was the best game? Um... Uh, I think the best game actually was against the Eldar player. I think uh, that was the second round. It was just he, he was a really good player too. Like it was, it was he wasn't one of those guys who just like picks up Eldar and like oh, I'm just spamming Darky. But he was like very cerebral and like he he understood like every aspect of his army. Like at one point, I I charged with my blood letters and uh, he had like Rangers and right in front of his Dark Reapers to avoid like getting me uh letting me deep strike and like charges dark reapers right so you had rangers surrounding so i i came in i charged and i took his rangers hostage which is i took my dark uh my blood blood letters and i three-pointed one of his models his uh for anybody who doesn't know like what taking hostages when if you're playing assault you have to know how to do that and it's if you play as an assault army, you better. Know yeah, what the if fuck you that means. Uh, if you play as an assault army, it is you have to know that. But even as even as someone like Tao, you should know how to do that. Hey, like, I'm an Eldar player, and I shoot yeah, shit. Even, and I don't want. Yeah, I slap. Absolutely, fight. I know how to lock people into combat. Absolutely. So you basically what you do is I you know I have thirty blood letters. They come down. They charge three d six, and they can kill pretty much any infantry unit in the game. Right? There's five rangers. They're gonna die. But I don't want them to die. I want to be stuck in combat and in a way that they can't fall back. And that way, they my blood letters can't be shot. And the the idea is that in his own assault phase, I will consolidate in, kill all the rangers, and I'll be free to charge in my turn. So that's the general idea. And I, I was able to do that. And I was within striking distance of his, of his the Dark Reapers. And I was like, okay, maybe I have a chance uh, next turn. But he did... A really cool like series of moves where you know he um brought out his uh wave serpents which are hiding in the back and like he unloaded with the serpent shields and like he he did some smites and he did some other like powers and stuff and in the end i w- he just whittled down my blood letter bomb to where it was not a threat anymore even though i was able to free up there it just wasn't a problem and uh i was really impressed by that so uh I, I got to like learn a lot and he was like a really nice guy even though he's kicking my ass. Um he's a really really friendly guy. So uh I think that was one of my favorite games. It's it's honestly very easy to be friendly when you're winning. 
That's true. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But he he seemed like he, he was like a physician from like uh, the Midwest, and he was like you know very chilled out, like older guy. And uh, he was like, I can't wait for the neck round. I'm not. I'm not trying to take anything away from. No, him. no, no. Just yeah. saying, like in general, it's pretty oh, yeah. easy to be a a friendly player, a yeah. sportsmanship player when you're winning. Yeah, absolutely. Not not all of us are Alex Fennels, so. <laughs> So. <laughs> oh man, controversy! <laughs> you know, uh, ever since you said slap fighting, we slap fight. I have this vision in my head of like just Eldar running about. Stop it! Get away! We want to shoot! Stop it! Uh, Stop may- it! Maybe Craftworld, but not Inari. <laughs> They're like death, death metal. The emo of fucking the Eldar. Yeah, they are. Kill me! Kill me now! Right. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's but Eldar. Necrophiliacs. They're the necrophiliacs of. Well, that's, that's definitely fucking cool. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you don't. So I'm assuming you're a player that doesn't play very often. I I try to. I I'm, I play almost every week, but right now I'm kind of in a transition phase. Like I said, my models are getting painted, and uh, the guy who I play with a lot um, every week, he's kind of busy for this month. So after LVO, we were like, let's just take like a break, and then we can start up again in March. And I'm actually going to a GT next weekend. So which GT is that? The one in Arizona. No, the one in uh, there's one in LA. Uh, is there? Yeah, it's called Arcon, and uh, hmm. they do it by the it's by LAX. So oh, the, strate- the Strategicon. Yeah, Strategicon. Yeah, I didn't know they were doing a still had a 40k event. Yeah, is it th- on the weekend? Yeah, it's on the weekend next week. Yes, like this week coming. Yes. So when this gets released, the next day on Saturday. Yes. I looked. Is there I didn't tickets see tickets still available. I don't know. You have to buy. Uh, there's, I think there were 28 spots or something like that. So Fuck me, I have next week. That used to be where the broadside bash was. Really? Yeah, it used to be at the Strategicon in LA. Watch out, Grandpa's talking. Hold on, everybody, listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where it used to be. That's where I. That's where I, my first tournament experience was there. Mm-hmm. Because every time I they come, I was I've been on their email list for forever, and every time the Strategicon is coming, I'm like, they have a 40k event. I never see a 40k, so I must have done it on the sly, unless it was on Best Coast Parents. That was it because they didn't release it. Yeah, on they there. don't put it on BCP and stuff like that. So, so you're going to that, huh? So yeah, if I can get a ticket, I'll be going too because I have next yeah. next weekend off as well. Sounds good. Interesting. Yeah, that was that's the next thing coming up. See you then... on the top table. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it, right? Well, you know, you know me. You're always, always you're always, always always playing, a, always some fucking fantasy world of fucking. You're always pooping and playing. There's pooping two things you're always doing: do. pooping and well, playing, and fucking, and fucking. I screw a lot. You do. It's, it's it's great. Heidi tells me about it all the time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she does. Yeah. <laughs> the, the pale elf is always telling me about <laughs> her conquest of you. So for, for, for 40k, <laughs> I played Hayden, the fucking the master of sixes. The, the guy that has sixes on all six sides of fucking the dice. There's uh, some eights in there, too, sometimes. Yeah, Just, it's weird. Yeah. It's fucking like, oh, you need an eight, and he rolls an eight, and it's, that's on one dice. How did you do that? <laughs> but yeah, it happens. So I played him. Uh, he's playing an Alpha Legion type list, uh, similar to James Carmona's list. Um, he told me he was almost copying it. like Almost. Almost. Uh, he, but he has a Scorpius. He has a little bit more shooting. Like, he's taken away a, an Obliterator... A uh, fucking unit for a Scorpius. I really like Scorpiuses, even though I don't play them. I I don't like playing against them. So we played, and it was a Vanguard deployment. It was a Vanguard deployment. We played the mission where you have the three objectives. There's one in the middle, 
and then the two home ones. So what I've realized against Alpha Legion is Alpha Legion is very, very, very good at some missions. And then at some missions they're not they're not that great. Which is a reason why I would never play them, because there's whole variants and obviously you're gonna be playing more than one mission. And also deployment is also a very key factor for them as well. Like I was talking to you, Andy, before um, Nikhil got here because he was late. Uh, <laughs> 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 is that uh, some deployments just like, I, I think it, what we came down to, it's like half of them are good for them and half of them are not. Because if you don't know, cultists have to be nine inches away from your deployment zone, which some deployment zones, like the one that's the little arrow, but it's the long versus long, that's very good for them. But if you play against, you know, the basic football way. Hammer and anvil. Hammer and anvil. I always forget names. It's very bad for them because mm-hmm. your opponent can deploy super far back. And your cultists aren't going to really be doing anything. So I, we, we played the, the Vanguard Strike. And the he came down. And it, it, was, it was a punch for punch fucking uh, game. He was doing good damage. I was doing good damage. But I feel that... Eldar or Yunarian specifically can outwithstand like they can go toe to toe for the Alpha Legion and I was able to gain control on turn four and we made it to turn five. Yeah, turn five in our game. Which, you know, turn six, you know, we didn't get to turn six on a tournament, people can cry about that. Mm-hmm. But on turn five I won. I mean I was always I was getting the bonus and all types of shit. I think it's a good way to practice too is play for five turns, especially for tournament scene. Well, we, we, uh, there's an app that I use and I highly suggest people use it. I mean, you do got to pay for it. It's not that much. It's called Objective Secured. I don't know if you heard it in a kill. I haven't. It's an app, Objective Secured, and it's basically a chess clock, but it kind of has like you can keep score through it, primary, secondary, tertiary is when there was a tertiary, but you know, you just do primary, secondary. And you, you basically chess clock it. So when it's your turn, you hit fucking go. And then when it's your opponent's turn, you hit end turn. So it switches the turns. And you can see, which was interesting, is that I actually used in like an hour and 40 minutes. And he used an hour and like 10 minutes less than I did. Mm-hmm. So we're somewhat still even-ish. Mm-hmm. But I, I won that game. And we paid, played up to five, not to six. And I won. I mean, if it went to six, it was just more of me killing him. Right. Because, I mean, 8th edition, you could pretty much determine who's going to win by turn two, turn three. Yep. Definitely turn three, but turn two sometimes. Yeah. Depending on how bad your opponent was. And uh, I I think that game, it came down to a turn three. Like, okay, I pretty much got this. Now I'm just farming points. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it doesn't have to do with 40K, but I I actually played uh, a D&D campaign. Yeah, you've been Which talking about this for a while. You were supposed to fucking be a part of fucking Andy. You're supposed to be the bard and fucking drunk and fucking playing a fucking guitar. That was my plan. I was, Sounds I was gonna, perfect for you. I was going to be a bard. Right? It does. I was going to. My, my, I had a model built up from Hero Forge. Was that the, the model? The website. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a a Mexican like with the sombrero and like the cowboy <laughs> outfit, and he had a loot. Right, like the old style bard loot and a, and a whip, and I was gonna run around drunk playing guitar everywhere, like not killing anything, but just like serenading everyone as they died. But <laughs> with the podcast and like the podcast is a whole nother hobby that yeah. I do, um, like Plus the editing. You, you actually do the editing part. The editing, maintaining the website, 
maintaining the Facebook, like all that stuff. Like that's a whole other hobby on itself. And then I, I've said, I want to put more effort into the 40 K this season. Really, you know, we'll get into the goals maybe at the end of this, but, or I talked about the goals. Like I really want to get top 10 in Tyranids. Uh, I think it's an achievable goal, honestly. Um, so if, if I'm going to put extra effort there, I'm going to put extra effort into the podcast. Like I don't have a whole lot of other time for a D and D campaign, which I explained to you and you were cool about it. You know, I'm yeah, not just, bi- shit, you, you, you be shit. I wasn't bitching I get, out I on give, you though. If you're in my friend circle and I give you shit, that means I'm cool with you. Yeah. yeah. This is, this so is when you didn't give me shit, I was surprised. I'm like, did I do something wrong? Yeah. Is, is he breaking <laughs> up with me? <laughs> <laughs> so we, we so played, talk about it. Talk about, I'm interested. Yeah. I have, um, a friend, uh, uh, Nico, you know, shout out to him. He doesn't listen to this, but maybe I can get him to listen to it. We, we played at his house and, uh, it was a starting campaign. We started level one and I never played Dungeons and Dragons for as much as a fucking nerd I am right now. Like I've never, ever played Dungeons and Dragons and it was fucking like, I played one time with, with his group, like his actual group. And I was like level 10 or some shit. I don't know. And it was cool, but then I got to play, you know, with Phil, Tyler, and fucking Hayden, and it's a whole different feeling when it's all your friends, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't give a shit about fucking embarrassing yourself, and like you can stand on chairs and do stupid shit, and it was cool. It, it was a lot of fun. Now, granted, I I can guarantee that you know all of them were happy that I was there because I killed everybody. I'm a <laughs> fucking fighter, and I killed fucking everybody, and they all didn't do anything. <laughs> all right, they didn't do shit. They didn't even play a guitar and get drunk. <laughs> they, yeah, I didn't even have fucking good role play. Like they were just learning as well themselves. You know, I'd be singing the whole time. I knew. I knew, that's why I wanted you there, man. My whole the whole thing is I, I, I'm still want to. I, I want to get in there at some point because all I want to do is like I will totally role play. But every every time I do something, I'm just gonna sing it out. <laughs> I'm gonna roll this dice. Yeah, I roll the sixteen. I wish you were fucking there because they all fucking did not know how to roll above ten on a d twenty. <laughs> And I was killing people. That's weird right. for Hayden, you know? right? It was. Oh, I found a game that Hayden was bad. At. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you liked it so much. Yeah, I found a game that Hayden's bad at. So, but that was really fun. I mean, we played a campaign. I killed a shit ton of people. I got a shit ton of experience. And for hopefully for the next one, maybe you can join. Maybe not. I don't know. We can. I'll always, try. We can I'll, always. I was working there. that day, but I know, I know. But it was it was fun. I got to play D anD D. So you know. After actions, I played some D and D. I'm honestly jealous. 40K, I'm honestly jealous. I really and wanted I did, to play. I did want to ta- talk about uh, during my birthday. Obviously, I'd sent multiple times. I'm a huge nerd, and I'm over the fucking drinking until I fucking pass out part. And I turned 31, and we drank. You know, we had a dinner and everything, and had everybody there. But then I got all you guys in trouble to come home. <laughs> With me and fucking drink fucking beers. Phil in a lot more trouble than me. Yeah, Phil is definitely in a lot more trouble to the fact where she probably doesn't like me very much anymore. But anyways, we, I got she, you all guys. I, I no, we, all you guys back. We got to we gotta tell this story. We got to tell this story. So we're having dinner at a restaurant locally. And Ray, and Heidi's like, so you guys want to come out drinking with Ray? And like all of our wives turn around to us and go, no. <laughs> I'm like instantaneously, like at the same time, simultaneously, no. I'm like, baby, it's his birthday. He wants us to come out and go drinking with him. If you had a friend on her birthday, you would go drinking out with him too. Like, okay, whatever you want to do, but you're the one who said you can't. Like, And like Amy, Phil's wife, is like, well, not that I'm married, but Amy's like, you're not going out. And like my wife and Amy, 
Tiffany and Amy are like talking back and forth. Like, I can't believe they're going to go out. I'm not letting them go out. No, they're like one of, no, our boys are not going out. They're not going to do this. They're not doing it. Right. They're like back and forth. And I'm so sitting we there. Fast forward to me standing outside their house yelling <laughs> so, their fucking name. So, so, Tiff- so I drive my wife home. So I'm going out with Ray. Like, like she goes, whatever you want to do, it's his birthday. I'm going to go out with Ray. And it's going out for his birthday, right? She goes, you're the one who said you can't sleep. I'm like, I'll be fine. I'm a big boy. I got this, right? So I, I have Hayden drive over to my house. I think they're coming to my house to drink. And my wife's pissed. Like, we're not drinking at my house. We're going over to Ray's house where his wife doesn't care about whatever we do, right? The pale elf does just not care, right? She she's gives very, no fucks. She's very easy going. She's very easy going. We love you, Heidi. The pale elf. She loves it. Anyway, um, so so Hayden picks us picks me up and we go over to Phil's house and like we're texting him and I'm like, dude, Phil, pull your vagina out of the dirt, <laughs> stick it back on, and come out and come drinking with us, right? And then I start texting him like I don't get a response and I see Amy. She goes up to the window and like she's angrily closing the curtains, right? And we're like, <laughs> and Hayden's like, I don't think Phil's coming. <laughs> So Phil comes out and like his shoulders are slumped over and his head's down. I'm like, uh oh, he's in trouble. Does he, have, does he have shoes on? If he has shoes on, he's coming. Yeah, he's got his flip flops on. So we're like half and half right now at this point. We just don't know, right? So he comes out and he gets halfway down the drive and then Amy comes out and like yells something at him. So he goes back up to the door and he pulls out his wallet and he's handing money over to her. So he gets, he comes up to the car and goes, I don't think it's a very good idea that I come out with you guys. And I go, dude, Phil, you're already in fucking trouble, right? Whether you come out with us or not, just by asking to come out with us, you're already in trouble, right? You're already not getting asked. You're not getting asked for the next two or three days. You might as well come out drinking with us. He's like, okay. So I bullied him into getting in the car. (laughs) So after all that, all that fucking cool guy stuff, we go home, we go to my house and drink beer and play Chase Fire. That's what we do. Yeah. Fucking sound like a good night. So we played Chase Fire, and it was cool. I mean, we played it a little wrong. I mean, I'll tell you off, off fucking podcast, but... No, that's why we played it wrong. We played it wrong that we're like... The, apparently the, in Shades Fire, when the you... Stormcast fucking, Eternals. We were playing the Stormcast Eternals totally wrong. The starter box. The starter box, right? right. You get the Stormcast Eternals and the, and the blood letter guys. And when you do your attacks, you're supposed to, like, compare dice. It's a little bit like X-Wing. A little, a little bit, and then like say say you roll four dice to my one dice, and I don't block your attacks. Mm-hmm. Whatever your damage does, you only take the damage on the card once. Way we were playing it was like if you rolled four dice, and four of them went over your one block, you took all the damage. Uh, okay. So you took like fucking <laughs> eight damage. It's like, and the models only have four health. So we like couldn't figure it out, like why the fuck these guys suck so bad. But apparently they're really good because they, if if you think about it, if somebody swings four times and only does two damage to you, and you only have four life, and a lot of your cards heal yourself or give you more health, they're still going to kill those fuckers because yeah, yeah. they only take two damage. So I mean, we we play like what four or five games that night. Yeah, drinking fucking. I mean, we weren't totally coherent because we we're fucking drinking beer, fucking taking shots and shit. And I mean, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But I mean, that, that that was, I just wanted to go over that because, I mean, Chase Fire, it's pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Pretty fun. I'm, I'm Obviously, it's not going to go on my first love of 40K. No, no, but, no, no, no. But definitely on something, if you only it's, have it's, a it's couple a fun, hours. It's a fun party game. Like, if you're in mixed company, you know, we're like maybe playing a full game. Like, we have a party over at my house. We're swimming in the pool. We're drinking. Maybe a full game of 40K for everybody. Can we make a floating uh, uh, Chase Fire? Yeah. <laughs> Tiffany will play. <laughs> but yeah, you know, because the, the, they're not painted, so yeah, 
Well, oh, yeah, and then you don't have to do no effort into it. It's fucking awesome. You can paint your models. I will paint mine for sure. Yeah. I will do that because I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm that guy. They're already painted. They're green, it, red. It, it's a well-known fact on this show that I love painting models. So I will paint mine. Okay. So with that, with that being said, did you, did you do anything? Did you have any actions? I do. What? I do. Okay. So I talked about, I played a game with Hayden on Monday and then recorded on Wednesday after that. And I got a game with Phil on Friday. We were talking about like my models are also they're still on the table. Yeah, it was from like, from my it was victory, like you couldn't you couldn't like imagine that you won, so you left it on there for memories. I just I do one win. I won. Like I can't believe it. This doesn't happen very often. I won with my tyrant. This is and, great. And looking looking at the table, it was a pretty like lopsided lopsided win. Too. Lopsided win. He brought he didn't bring the best of lists. No, he brought a bunch of Lehman Rust tanks. Um because the... fucking Phil's always wanting to fucking counterdict what the fuck I tell him. I tell him like, hey, this is good, and then he goes and plays some random ass shit. Like, and then I lost <laughs> all my games. Like I'm fucking wonder why. <laughs> well, no shit. <laughs> so uh he played a bunch of Lehman Russes, the Shadow Sword, and um um it was Imperial Guard, of course. Um, some heavy weapons teams with mortars and a bunch of um, infantry squads out there. Um, I played my Tyranids. I've got three flying hive tyrants, um, two 19-man gene stealer squads, three units of biovores, a malanthrope to kind of keep them all protected, a 30-man gaunt squad, and some carnifexes. And then some um, freaking uh, rippers. Mm-hmm. I got first turn. And I was able to get a turn one assault off on one of his um, infantry squads. And I was able to also lock into combat another infantry squad and a tank, which had to back away and went, couldn't do shit. Um, so I killed that. And then turn two, I got a 30. Uh, let, let me go ahead and jump on there for the competitive side. If you have a, a unit that can't back away and shoot or have any ways of doing it, you may really want to strongly can like suggest staying in combat now i now i know you and you're playing kraken so you can fall back and charge. i can fall back and charge anyway but, but like other other armies where like you can't always fall back and charge right right you might want to just leave that tank there yeah just leave that tank there maybe they kill it maybe they don't but you know what it does it, it allows that unit not the unit that's in combat with your tank or whatever unit can't you know you fell back, so on their turn, they're going to act normal if you don't kill them. Right. Right? So, but I, I know it's a little bit different from yours. Yeah, I'm cracking. I can fall back and I can ignore and that tank altogether. That's very fucking powerful. Now, if he had if he had left that tank in combat with me, I would have stayed there during his assault phase. Then I would have jumped out of combat with those gene stealers and I would have moved through the ruins and been on top of all three of his heavy weapon squads. Yeah, but I think that's where your army is a little bit unique. Yeah. Where, like, you can do that. Not, so he had to back away. Like, he had any, to. No, Nikhil, is there any other armies that you know that can do that? There are... Fall back and charge. They yeah, have stratagems that they can, because I think Chaos has a stratagem where they can fall back and charge. No? No. There, there's actually a relic in the Thousand Suns Codex, which lets you do that. But only okay. for that character. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, no. Not that I can think of right okay, now. So you have the one, like... Pigeonhole fucking army that I can do. Kraken is very good. Like Kraken for Tyranids, you get to you roll three d six and you pick the highest as your charge, and then you can fall out of combat and still assault. So like flying hive tyrants, for instance, have guns, so they already have fly. 
So they can fall out of combat and yeah. then shoot and assault. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy good. They're amazing. They're it's, like active in every phase. It's so good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, and that's a the theme of what you've been saying. If you're right. active in every exactly. phase, you're probably a good unit. Yeah. Exactly. So, and then like turn two, I made a 30 inch move on him with the second unit of Gene Steelers. Uh, so I rolled a six for my advance, used a stratagem to double that advance move, and they already move eight. So it was a 20 inch move, and then I made a 10 inch charge. <laughs> Now that, that the stratagem that you talk about, um, I don't know if you know the name off, off, offhand, but uh, um, um, uh, you don't. Know opportunistic advance. Okay, opportunistic advance. Does it have to be? When do you have to use that stratagem? Because it's very important. Um, it says when you roll to advance. Okay. So when you roll, so there's a little ambiguity. I asked Hayden. It says you have to declare that before you roll the dice, but it says when. So it says when you roll to advance. So no, it would be when you roll the advance. So I could so I could conceivably roll the dice and then decide, okay, now I'm gonna use a stratagem and double this. Hmm. It's very ambiguity. So I've it been could, it could go either way. I've been playing it, I have to, I declare it before I do that. I'm burning this command point and I'm doubling on three D six the odds I mean, of getting a good one. But I mean one. for some for a stratagem that's like that, that's very weird. In the unprecedented fucking of GW fucking wording that is worded like that. Like, you could play it the less powerful way when you practice. Like, I'm going to use it now, right? And then roll. That's what I do right? now. But when you go to, you know, your next tournament's Broadside Bash, that, that's real big uh, anyways. You can ask the TOs before we start. Be like, hey, you know, I can show them a stratagem. Like, hey, when do you when do you roll this? And if they tell you, like, no, when, it's after you roll. Or whenever you want during that portion, right? But, no, I'm saying, like, if it's after, oh, when after you roll... It's a bonus to you because, like, okay, cool. I've been playing it the hindered way, so now I can use it after I know I've rolled that six. Right. So if I roll a one, one, two, I'm definitely not using the strategy because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's happened, yeah. right? <laughs> but when I roll that four, five, six, yes, I'm definitely using this now, and I'm making this thirty inch move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that that's something in for you out there listening. Like when you're when you're practicing shit and you're kind of like on the fence of how something works, if you don't have access to the TO of said event that you're going to be going against, you should just play it the lesser way. Yeah. Just, just practice that way. Cause when it comes to the time and the fucking TO is like, no, 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 it's this other way. Fucking awesome. This, it, you already been playing yourself fucking down. So now you're playing the better way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's why I've been playing. I've been playing it the less advantageous way. And that's usually the way I practice anyway. And then if I get something that says otherwise, then I take advantage, but I never try to like, I'm not that guy. That says, "Oh, this rule is like really, ambi- you know, really ambiguous. I'm gonna abuse the fuck out of it and build a whole list out of the abuse of this fucking rule, so that when I go to a tournament and they tell me no, then I'm fucking. I get to complain about it at the GW. I'm not that guy. Then you, then you go on the internet, right? Right. And I, 40K Facebook. <laughs> yeah, and I go there and I bitch oh, and moan man. about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, page. Yeah, but I ended up. He, he ended up conceding turn two because if you if you saw the board. Yeah, it was bad. And you saw where it was. I one jeans through unit was dead. Most Phil, of the other one was your dead. Your list was fucking horrible. And I pretty much locked in. The shadow sword was alive. Although I took six wounds off of it with one one carn effects and one round of combat, which was awesome. You know, it's still had lots of wound stuff. But I've had it. If he survived wow. another round. Like then he would have been degraded, which is what I was going for. Um, he wouldn't have been degraded. But I was going to leave him alone. And the only reason I assaulted him. But he wouldn't him, have been degraded because he was the one fucking regiment that doesn't degrade. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, but I was just going to ignore it, but he moved it in front of the Carnifex. So it really had no other targets. So I was like, okay, fine. Fuck, I'm just going to assault this thing. If you're going to 
give it to me. I'm just going to take it. And the rest of the army was just going to decimate everything else. And then the really funny thing that happened was I got my Biovore shot and left little spore mines. And I moved them and advanced them between a tank and the wall of a building that all of his heavy weapon squads were behind. Let me let me go ahead and tell you, if you're fucking playing against Tyranids and they fucking shoot Biovores at you, you better shoot those You things. find whatever fucking character has a pistol that wouldn't be fucking shooting, and you shoot out a fucking Biovore. <laughs> I, I missed five times in that round of shooting, so there was that, five that's spore That's no mines. shit a pro tip. Like, if fucking these guys ain't gonna be shooting at all, you shoot at these motherfuckers. So I had five spore mines, and I moved and advanced them between this tank and the wall where like his three heavy weapon squads were well at the end of the charge phase they then blow up and everything within three inches takes taking mortal wounds yep. well i had four against the wall where his heavy weapon squads so three heavy weapon squads were behind the ruins all took mortal wounds they don't need line of sight to blow up and kill they just take yeah. everything within three inches so the the tank took five mortal wounds and his heavy weapon squad took four and then he looks at me and i kill off all of his infantry units he goes okay i quit this is done <laughs> this is stupid because <laughs> i had locked all of his tanks in combat they couldn't shoot shit because i locked them all in yeah so it was it was pretty bad for phil i don't feel bad for him though fuck him <laughs> take, <laughs> take the a loss of, phil take the so loss own wear, it wear a dress you're yeah. gonna be wearing it again which is funny because gw sent him another lehman rust tank oh yeah yeah they did Sweet. Yeah. He goes, it's cool. I'm so stoked on it. I go, it's a great thing you hate Lehman Russes. He goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. But not being able to fall back and shoot is a big deal. I mean, and it's kind of similar to the stuff I was talking about with Tau, right? They're, if it's pure IG, it's basically a shooting army, especially if you're not taking like Catachans and stuff like that. And if once you get locked in, well, you don't have any counter charge. Now you're screwed. Or you and don't arm- have like... Armies, balanced armies anyways, right. that don't want to win on turn one, like... You need to be able to inter- interact with each phase, mm-hmm. which means assault phase too. Yeah. So if you're a shooting army, you have to have some type of fucking assault yeah, elements. Or, in or your ways army. to like mitigate that. Like for example, Eldar, like all their vehicles are fly, so they can like charge, but then they can fall back and still shoot. Oh. Or their infantry can like fall back and still like you Let know with the strategy. Fucking wave serpents bumping yeah. you all day. <laughs> no, no shoot, no shoot. <laughs> They're so good. Like, no shoot. It's that's. You know, even though Eldar armies right now don't have a lot of assault elements, like that fulfills that role perfectly. It's, exactly. it's negating something. You, yeah. you you assault to not kill it. You assault I, to I, negate I try something. To, I try to tell Hayden when, after you know after we played our game and stuff. Like, if you don't deal with those wave servants right away, yeah, those those two tanks that are in my army are gonna win me the game. Yep. Because you're not gonna shoot them, but I'm gonna you know your obliterators, your fucking yeah. uh, bloodletters, whatever. Because I can uh, charge one side. We're not all thirty of you are attacking me, and only what maybe like six maybe. Yeah. And do a couple wounds. They're not gonna kill it. And, yeah. They're not gonna kill it, but you still can't assault. Yep. And they don't which shoot. You're supposed to be doing, or the obliterators are supposed to be shooting. They're not gonna be shooting. Yeah. And if that's the only thing I have to worry about, it's just gonna keep fucking touching you. Mm-hmm. And. That's what that's what I think. You don't always have to have that fucking I don't know, fucking death company unit yeah. that just murders shit in fucking close combat. You see you something that fucking touches something? Yeah. You know, tickle a little fucking you know Tickle the taint a little bit. Tickle the taint a little <laughs> bit and then fucking run away and then tickle the taint a little bit. It does stop shooting. Yeah, exactly. They're super excited, you know, they they got their arousal and they're not gonna fucking shoot you. And then turn three, you get three knuckles deep into the butthole. Yeah, in the butthole. Yeah. Straight in the butthole. <laughs> three knuckles, huh? Well, when you're really trying to fuck somebody, you get three knuckles. Three knuckles, okay. I mean, that, that you really feel it then. But that's all you had? That's, that's all, all I you had for after action? All I had, yeah. <laughs> three so, knuckles? Three knuckles. That's all I had for after action review. That's what you hey, look, if you don't love three knuckles, I don't know what to tell you. I don't I don't like three knuckles. Hey, if you've never had your colon milked, you're just not living. You are fucking gay. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that'll do it for the after action reviews. Uh, we'll be back with uh, the, the end, the conclusion of this. Ray's got to pee. I've got to pee. Sure, Nick's got to pee. Everyone's got to pee. So we're taking a break. Pee. Do you believe the Emperor protects? Or do you believe a false god sits on the golden throne and death to the false emperor? Regardless of whether you're a loyalist or a traitor, go to www.flyingmonkeycon.com. www.flyingmonkeycon.com is Kansas' biggest wargaming convention with Warhammer 40k, Warhammer Age Sigma, Kings of War, X-Wing, Horus Heresy, Narrative Events. It promises to be an amazing event set on the river of Wichita, Kansas at the Drury Inn. Get your tickets soon, the weekend of June 22nd through 24th, right here in the air, capital of Kansas. See you there. even count anymore <laughs> i'm just i'm holding out hands yeah <laughs> it's got it's like that it's like that cheers brother cheers cheers, man. cheers. so um we're gonna roll into the conclusion of the show we got a little bit of news though some team news first before we get into there ray hit him some knowledge yeah so it's gonna be the rest in peace west coast arsenal we're dead done West Coast Arsenal is gone, and we're gonna fucking rebrand. It's it's it's, it's not like we're gone. You know, your 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 uh, competitive assholes are still out there, and we're gonna be dark side gamers, right? And the yeah. reason why I wanted to change that is because West Coast Arsenal didn't really feel fucking very like hobby oriented, or it wasn't very nerdy in my in my opinion. Nor do I give a shit about anybody else on the team's opinion. But he, he doesn't. He doesn't. No. No, because this just happened. <laughs> <laughs> you just said, "Hey, by the way, we're now Dark Side Games gamers." Gamers, yeah, yeah. We're the, we're we're now a uh, West Coast Arsenal is now going to be known as the Dark Side Gamers uh, miniature, uh, a competitive miniatures club. Club. I don't know. I can't really talk right now. Not not eating breakfast is pretty detrimental. I had a big ass breakfast burrito before we started. I had a big ass <laughs> breakfast burrito. I'm telling you so. But anyways, yeah, so if you're out there and you're wondering where West Coast Arsenal, which you probably aren't, but if you are, we've, we've, we've switched to Dark Side Gaming. Gamers. Gamers. Yeah. So we're just... It's going to take a while. It's going to take a while to get used to a it. A little bit. I like it, though. Yeah. I don't know. Andy, you're on the team, so how do you like it? feels a little war- Star Wars-y to me. Yeah, I like it because fuck, fuck Jedis. <laughs> <laughs> but fuck, right, it, fuck it's, you little fucking light faggots. It's, it's your team. Do whatever you want with it, man. I'm just I'm hanging out with a beer. I don't care if I'm on dark side gamers, if I'm on butt side gamers. Like, I just want to hang. Would out. like butt side gamers. I would like butt side gamers. Yeah, we're not but gonna do that. I just want to hang out, drink beer with my buddies, and play games. And I, I could be called the Rainbow Warriors for all I give a fuck, you know. Like, <laughs> what, what? Now that we're talking about teams, though, Nikhil, you are on like one of the top ranked teams in the world, right? Yeah, really. How is see. that? It's is your captain a dick? He's actually one of the nicest guys. <laughs> oh, he actually yeah, is. Yeah. He is pretty cool. Uh, is Brandon, Brandon Grant a Brandon. robot? Is he actually a robot? 
If we open up a wind farm, have to if you look really close, you can see some of the wires. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to plug them in at nighttime, right? <laughs> like, you don't, when you buy hotels, you don't have to worry, worry about a bed for him because you just put right. them in the corner, right? Right, plug exactly. Them in. But if you go to Europe, you have those special cord adapters for them. Just doing those oh, special yeah, the ones. Oh, special ones. With yeah, the, like, yeah. the three plong. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Where it's all yeah. like, yeah. 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 So yeah. you're part of uh, Relentless D, correct? Yeah, that's right. Uh, they're, you know, great, great group of guys. Like, we're really small team. Uh, like 11 members, I think 10 members right now. And, uh, you know, we have Brandon Grant, who's like the famous, uh, really good player, like one of the best players, 40K in uh, the US. He's pretty at good. At least. He's pretty good. If not the world. And, it's all right. Like, uh, yeah. You know, we have some re- really other strong players he's, he's like Michael good. Snyder. He's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, things like that. So, and they, they are, it's, it's great to be on that team because, like, you know, I, I'm sure you guys know about that. Like, especially Ray, like, you know, you're so, com- when you get competitive about the game, like, not everybody is like that when you play the game. Who plays the game, right? So you have to you have to find a group that can like actually like accept it and like understand where you're coming from yeah. to where you're not just playing. Oh, you're the douchebag that comes exactly. on fucking Sunday night to just win. It's like no, I just like to win at tournaments. Yeah. So you get like minded people exactly. And like you, when you're competitive, like you want to talk shop with people all the time, and you know you want to you want to discuss the new releases and like how it'll fit in and like bounce ideas off of because that's how you like grow. And you, kind of like what we do here sometimes, only there's more boobs and butt talk and a lot more beer drinking. Fat right. ass. Fat you, ass. You forgot fat ass. I, I always forget that. Don't, I don't know why. I know you're a more boob it's a guy. Big, it's a, I'm a boob guy, yeah. yeah it's fat asses. With a P. P-H. But it's bad because I'm tall because I'm always like staring down. So I got a crick in my neck sometimes. So I'm always like this, like staring down. Yeah. Well, if it's fat enough, you shouldn't have to stare down. If they're tall enough. Give me a big Amazon. Well, I'm I'm short, so I don't really have. <laughs> you don't have that problem. <laughs> I don't no, yeah, you know, you're just staring straight ahead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at all times. Yeah, it's just in my peripherals. I can't help it. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying I got distracted. That's all good. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, great group of guys, and like uh, we, you know, talk shop, and they've helped me grow a lot. You know, as a player, like uh, being able to get their feedback on ideas I come up with, and like if they tell me like, no, that's stupid, or no, this is actually really good, and like you're on the right path. Like it's it's great to have that, and I'm just like I'm sure you know every team feels like that. So, uh, but uh, you know it's it's a lot to kind of it's kind of intimidating in in the same way because you have such so many good players on the on the team that you don't want to like be the shittiest player on the team. Yeah, you don't want right? to be the eleventh right. person. Yeah, especially if you're super competitive, like you don't want like I am, and I don't want to be like that. So. I try to and let me just say you're a relentless D guys. You guys need to implement a dress bet like we. <laughs> I was just gonna say because on your team there's nothing but just like shame and like self doubt, right? But on our team there's like a physical and a a, a very visible right like punishment. A, a, a very yeah. There's nothing like self doubt like showing up wearing a dress the day one of a tournament like that. That's some serious self doubt. You know, Josh was saying like. Oh man, day two had this terrible feeling in my stomach. Oh yeah, that was the realization you're wearing a dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you guys do you have any like things like my team has the dress bet? Does your team have anything like that, or are you just we have a recurring thing where every single GT or major that we go to, uh, at least in California, one of our team members plays James Carmona. It just happens every time, and it usually happens in round two. Uh, and LVO didn't happen, but then he played Brand Grand in the end. So like every single time, one of us plays him. So that's our tradition, basically. So beat Grand, right? Uh, James Carmona. Yeah, that's our. I mean, we don't always beat him. 
but yeah, I know, I know, Brandon Grant lost. Yeah. So, <laughs> so James, you hear that? There's a, there's an entire team out there revolved around just beating you. Okay, so I hope that makes you feel good. Because yeah. he's got a big ego. I really, I really he's... hope I could smash your head a little bit because <laughs> you need to downsize that ego. Yeah, just a little bit. James is, uh, yeah, he's a, you know, like a lot of people have like very different opinions about him, but in my experience, he's always been like super nice guy, like to me, and you know, always kind of given me like it's always great to like talk to a player like that because you learn so much. Uh, you know, just like I'll talk to him for five minutes before a round starts, and he like. Just tell me some stuff. I'm like, I didn't ever think of that. That's fucking awesome. And I actually played him at SoCal Open. And it was in round two. And before the tournament started, like, I was like, dude, I've seen your list around. And that was the first time I talked to him after he kind of debuted his list. And I was like, how does it, like, work? And, like, you know, I kind of have some ideas. And he's like, oh, it works like this, this, this. And I showed him my list. I'm like, yeah, I have kind of similar ideas. And we talked, like, for at least 20 minutes how exactly Because you guys are playing, worked. like, somewhat similar lists, right? Yeah, I mean, with the cultists. The same army, but anyways. With the cultists, yeah. But, like, uh, at the time, he had Magnus. I had Magnus. We had 40 cultists. He was infiltrating berserkers, but I had some more artillery and stuff. So it was kind of similar. And we talked for 20 minutes exactly how our armies work. And then we played round two. And like, I, w- uh, wanted to, I wanted to ask, because you guys play both the same armies. And he always ignores me when I ask him. But uh, why don't you t- take noise marines? Because as an Eldar player, which is communally perceived as the best army... Um, hate noise marines sure and why don't you guys take them part of the reason is i mean there's no ap on their shots so it's strength four ap zero damage one right and that's fine they have a good volume because each of them can shoot three shots uh but cultists can do the same thing for cheaper kind of like you have strength three shots with cultists yeah more shots but you guys shoot when you die you shoot when you die yes which which is when eldar interacts with your opponent you don't want to be shot back yeah no, that's fair. And, like, I know one of the guys, uh, I forget his name, but he, he was 14th in LVO. Uh, Mike something, Hen- Sam Henley. Sam Henley, he's a really good player. Uh, he's from the Midwest. I played him at when I went to um, Oklahoma for the GT. And uh, I talked to him online, like, because I was like, dude, can you, like, tell me how your stuff works? Because, you you know, I, I just do that. I just, like, message yeah. players and figure it out. So he's he's talking to me, and, like, he used, he used Noise Marines, and he came, like, 14th at LVO, and, like, he, so I'm sure it can work, but I just feel like my cultists perform the same function. And what I struggle with as a chaos player is dealing with armor. A- aside from a blitz, there's not much that you have as a chaos player that can deal with right. armor, and that is what I try to tend to focus on. So noise marines doesn't really solve the problem that I have. That's the reason I don't do it. Okay, that kind of makes sense. I mean, mm. I can handle horde and all day, every day. So I'm just, I'm just saying, like as an elder player, like. I look at these chaos lists and I'm kind of, you know, understanding how cultists work and stuff. Like I'm more scared of fucking, more more worried. Not I guess not scared, but more worried about noise marines. Yeah. Than I am cultists because the cultists I can counter. Noise marines, they're going to be interacting with me on my turn. Yeah. Which they don't have to shoot the unit that's shooting them. They can shoot out of different units. Yeah, and in, in fact, if you kill them in and, melee... And, and, if I remember correctly, their wording <clears throat> is they shoot again. Correct? When they die? Yes. Yeah. So that so means they, that they ignore, they, do. they ignore the character rule because the character rule is only pertaining to the shooting phase? They shoot... Yeah, so if you if you kill them in the shooting phase, then they can't. But if you kill them in the fight phase, then they can oh. shoot characters. 
In the five phase? Yes. Okay. Or oh, in any other, really like good. a psychic phase, if you smite them, you know. That's cool. It's only the shooting phase that you're restricted to the character thing. So if you shoot in any other phase, you can't. Only uh, for Yunari, that doesn't work because it says specifically yeah, yeah. as if you were in the shooting phase, yeah. right? But for them, it doesn't say that. Trust me, I've gotten right. arguments about that. Like, <laughs> no, it's the shooting phase. Because it's always, like, because the Dark Reapers, right? Mm-hmm. They always say, like, oh, you don't hit on threes because it's not the shooting phase. And then I always rebuttal back, like, so instead of shooting them, I'm going to shoot your character then. Are you okay with that? Right. And they're like, no, no, it, it, it's <laughs> actually, it's like, exactly. So yeah. you might want to let me hit on threes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Who's that? Yeah. It's, it's, it's just weird. Like eighth edition hmm. is, I think eighth edition is one of the, I honestly think the best edition, mm-hmm. like even outside of fifth and all that, like it, it is a very good edition, but the rules are so like, there's no calling the TO and be like, what is your ruling? Right. Because the TO is just going to come like, what does it say in the rule book? Exactly. That's what it is. The rules are a lot tighter in this edition. And it is incredibly unprecedented in fucking GW. Yeah. <laughs> it catches those neckbeards totally off guard. Like, you, you hear freaking Frontline talking about it all the time. Like, they see something. Like, the whole Magnus thing being degraded. Like, in wounds. Like, oh, I'm under the nine wound thing now you can't shoot me i can hide and like <laughs> probably right away is like nope nope now, if you try to play that way at lvo just, we're gonna no, smack you down just saying that if you read it that was actually how it was played yeah that was, was written which was stupid but unfortunately rules is written that's how it was fucking that no, was written but everyone said nope every, nope 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 you're not doing that you're not pulling that shit now, i got i got talking to my buddy nikhil here and i totally forgot what the fuck <laughs> where we were we're talking about well, yeah, I brought up James Carmona before that. He was asking about, about. He was asking about. You asked about if there was like a, the a dress thing, like adjusting for the team, and then we got off topic, and then now we're way off topic. No, and we're talking about once again. We're talking about Eldar. Real quick, <laughs> I want to add. Sorry, before I forget, you, about the noise Marines in the southeast, um, in the U.S. and like uh, Atlanta, Atlanta and stuff. Yeah, like there. Noise Marines are actually really popular. I don't know for some reason that matter. And actually, Eldar are not as prevalent there. So that maybe have a correlation. And uh, one of the top players there, Horton Dowden, he runs three units of Berserkers in Rhinos. But bef- with that, he would infiltrate 40 Noise Marines, two squads of 20, right in front with the cultists. And then you're like, well, if I shoot the Noise Marines, they're all going to shoot anyway. So do I shoot them or do I kill the Marines? But I've, while I'm dealing with this, there's three Rhinos coming up with Zerkers. So... He, they, a lot of them were running twenty man blobs of noise marines, and they would just infiltrate them. So, that might they might be onto something, which we are not onto over here. So just that's crazy. That's a crazy tactic. I like it, that. It, it is definitely. I like that weird, a lot. Weird how the world like, you go like you said the north, the north, no the sorry, south, south southeast, mm-hmm. west coast, east coast, fucking UK. Like UK, everybody has a different. Everybody's name. fucking different. Yep. And honestly, I think it it, pin, it pinnacles around whoever's your top player in yeah. that area, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's, it's interesting. Well, the thing about 40k is because, as popular as we we may think it is inside of our own universe, how many people have you met on the street and said, "Oh, I play the same people?" Are like, what the fuck is that, right? And I think James Carmona talked about this about being, you know, internet famous in the 40k universe, and no one else knows what 40k is. It's not being televised widely. You may catch it on Twitch on some stream somewhere, right? Or someone posts a battle report, mm-hmm. but we don't have like. 
like it's not like the NBA or the NFL where you're seeing games all the time Fuck you the see, NFL. or you know <laughs> college football where you see like the same thing over and over and over again. So your your meta is regional. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's in the same two or three or one store you play at. Absolutely. Some people's meta is one store. Mm-hmm. Right? And someone plays a really good list and everyone emulates it or tries to defeat that one yeah, thing, right? Exactly. But I think that's when when you go to these big events. Right. Like you, you 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 pair with somebody and they have this list and you're like the fuck are you yeah doing? exactly and then you play them and you smash them but then if you really think about it like oh if i was playing this this would actually be yeah it. because they're coming from a homebrew like local store fucking meta mm-hmm. and they just brought that list because it obviously wins there exactly yeah so that's why i like it like that's why i love going to tournaments love going to stuff you see stuff you don't usually see I mean, how many times did I say I'm not seeing a lot of Eldar? And then, of course, LVO happens and Eldar was everywhere, yeah. right? Well, LVO happened and every fucking top player other than fucking Brandon Grant and fucking Dan Platt yeah. <laughs> fucking played Eldar. <laughs> right. Thanks, you fuckers. Every, Thanks yeah. for getting my army. Well, here, here in the San Diego area, I call this the San Diego metropolitan area. It's all chaos. Right. It's everywhere. Chaos so, is everywhere. So when I build my lists, I'm thinking about chaos all the time. Mm-hmm. And a little bit like Eldar, because like, mm-hmm. Ray talks about it nonstop. So I can't have it not in my head. I go to bed at night, and there's Ray's like voice in my head going like, but my Dark Reapers will do this thing. And I'm like, <laughs> God damn it. I'm building it. Like, like I'm, tr- I'm trying to go to sleep at night. I'm thinking, so if I just think about a list, I might go to sleep. So I'm thinking about a list. I'm like, oh, I do this, do this. And there's Ray's. But my Dark Reapers, and then your vein is going to do this shit. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> God damn it! I can't do what hey, I want to do! Cat Lady's fucking good. Cat Lady's good. So that's why she was everywhere. Dude, but. Yeah, I mean, there, in, in our up there in the Pasadena store, there's a lot of players who are playing uh, IG, or at least elements of IG in their list, and they have a Shadow Sword. And when you have a Shadow Sword, you can blow up anything which is big in like one turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You so, point at a target that's dead. So I want to play Fire Raptors, but. I can't play Fire Raptors because they'll die first turn. Doesn't matter like what else I put on them. So I have to play this Horde style, and which is kind of the reason why I brought that to LVO because I just had Shadow Swords on my mind and I didn't play a single Shadow Sword. I'm like, I could have just brought my regular list and done really well. But if you played a Shadow Sword, you would have fucked them. But if I would have lost, I've come to realize that, you know, at a big event like LVO, like realistically, like at least right now, I know that I can't get to top eight unless it's like a fluke, right? I'm not that good of a player, but I want to. I wanted to get five one at LVO, and for that goal, I should have just stuck to my regular list and said like, okay, if I face a Shadow Sword, I'll lose, but I'm gonna get five one because I'll lose that one game, but I'll win everything else because I'm really good with this list. But instead, I bought a list which I'm not that good with. I just kind of it's a flavor of the month sort of because it just came out, and I wasn't very familiar with it, and I lost. Well, Eldar game I would have lost anyway, but the other game I lost, like I shouldn't have lost that. Because I just wasn't familiar with my list. You got in your own head. Right. And that's that's a big factor. I think any competitive player should like, which is something I have like this season. I know like if there's a GT coming or something like two months a- ahead of that, I'm not going to change my list. I'm gonna as, just as long as the, the new codex or the FAQ didn't. Yeah, exactly. Something, fucking... yeah, something mess with it big. But like they're, all the chaos releases are done. So you, you'd say that a list that you have practice with and multiple games with is better than fucking just taking a random list. Then trying to like counterplay people or counterpick things right this happens a lot in like gaming like uh if you watch like i watch like league of legends online sometimes like the stream yeah, yeah. yeah. okay so it, it's you know in that sometimes people it, what, what, what what's your uh, name so we can uh, team up here Helder. i play adc i'm just saying 
I, I play ADC Tech. But I started playing mid now because ADC I'm support. can carry in ranked. I'm a support That's main. That's pretty good. You get cues really fast. <laughs> yeah, I do. That's why I play support. <laughs> I like to play. Um, I like to play a lot and fuck a lot. <laughs> <my God>. but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, in that game, like a lot of times when you pick something in a, in a lane, you have like, okay, this guy picked this. Just pick. Everybody's like, oh, just pick this other champion and you'll you'll win, auto win, because I've seen some pros do it. You like, but I've you're not good with that. Fucking played with that character. Yeah, you've never played with it, so you and I don't have those pro skills. <laughs> yeah, right? you don't know what you're doing, so you're gonna you're not gonna win. Like, you might as well just pick something. At the lower levels, it's all about like familiarity with your list. At the higher levels, when you're so good, you can just pick up something and like play at the highest level with it. Like Nick Nanavati, like, he was playing with Nids before LVO. He was playing with Chaos. He was trying everything. But he was really good because even though he played Nids, I, I was like only time he played it all season, he came like sixth in a GT with that. Yeah, like yeah, I haven't talked to Nick Navadi in person, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure it would be the same experience that I had with Sean Naden. Mm-hmm. Like when you talk to him about the game, they're like I, I say one problem and they have like five different answers to it. Right. And it's just like wow. I, I didn't Yeah, you're fucking right. Right. Like, wow. And and th- there's those players that are just think of the game in a whole different, I don't even, a spectrum or something. Mm-hmm. Because instead of playing PUBG, they're thinking about 40K. Hey, PUBG's fun, man. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, God yeah. damn it. Anyway, so I totally took this off from the team dark side thing to James Carmona to Noise Marines to... Getting off topic, off. that's so what we do. So West Coast Arsenal is now team dark... Uh, God damn it. That's a long circle we gave. Dark Side Gamers. Dark fucking Nikhil's gamers. not even part of the team and he fucking knows. <laughs> so speaking of getting off topic, and the reason we're probably off topic is what we have been drinking. <laughs> no. Yeah, yes. So, Nikhil, you brought you brought the beer, so tell yeah. us what we've been drinking. So this is a Chime. It's a Belgian ale. It's a Trappist beer. And for those of you who don't know Trappist beer, it's going to be a little bit I don't, of a... I don't know what that means. It's going to be a little bit of a history kind of thing. Go for it. But uh, it's very interesting because when I first heard of it, I, I really you know wanted to check it out. So basically, um, there's this monastic order like of monks in Europe, right? And they started like in the 17th century. And their whole philosophy is, you know, we're going to be monks. We're going to be in our monastery. But uh, one of the principles is that we have to be self-sufficient. You can't just rely on donations, you know. So you have to be self-sufficient. You have, the monastery has to produce something and give it to the public in order to continue being just monks. And so uh, these guys spread out all throughout Europe and they make like different things. Like some some uh, monastery makes pea soup, some make clothes, but there's seven of them in Europe, which make beer, right? I'm down. And yeah. out of those seven, six are in Belgium. One is in the Netherlands. And Belgium is really interesting because it's like a very small country. That it's about twice the size of the Bay Area, but they have like, more than 200 breweries there, right? So we need to go to Belgium. It's kind of like the yeah, kind of like the Temecula of Europe, <laughs> or like the San Diego almost. Yeah. <laughs> right. So would right. you say hipsters? Uh, they are pretty. Yeah, yeah. Of, the, say, of their culture, of their culture, not obviously our hipsters. Right. Uh, so I mean, they're they're pretty chilled out. They're like they're awesome guys. Like I, essentially, with the with the beers, what they do is like they don't really advertise or anything. They're like, I'm just ma- we're just making beer so we can get the money and to run the thing. They don't advertise, but because of that, it kind of adds this like kind of mystique to it. Like people seek it out because they want to 
be like, oh, this is like this exclusive thing. It's like very limited and I want to check it out. And like a lot of people say like, uh, she made the one which we were drinking. It's, uh, the biggest of those monasteries. They, they produce a lot of beer and they, they send it out, but a lot of them don't even send it out that you have to actually go there and drink it. And, uh, one of them called Vestvalatron, it, it's allegedly like the best beer in the world. And it's like just a brown bottle, no, no label. They just have the cap on there. You can only go there and drink. And it's supposed to be amazing. Like people like drink it and you can see reviews on YouTube and people like, my, my like tongue is tingling. Like it's so good. Like it's like amazing. My mind is blown. Where but is that? It's in Belgium. Oh man, that's funny. It was the greatest beer in all of the world. And it's like in the middle of like farmlands. What, what was that? It's from Beer Fest. <laughs> you ever seen Beer Fest? Uh, I have I seen have. Beer Fest. It's awesome. It was the greatest I've beer in all of the world. I've already told you. I can watch a movie, walk out of the movie theater... <laughs> Immediately forget what I just saw. My brain is full of movie quotes. That's why I'm so bad at 40k because I can't fill full of anything else. <laughs> uh, but anyway, like yeah, so Shime is is one of the monasteries, and like uh, they brew it with the water from a well in the monastery, so it's like only there, and like it has this unique flavor which nobody else can replicate. And um, so yeah, that's this is like three different types which they brew. We're drinking holy beer. Kind of. We've been blessed. Whoa. We were blessed to drink no this beer, Ray. Right? We're yeah, blessed like, to drink this beer. We're blessed. Well, I want to thank you for bringing this beer. It's, this is different than anything else we've had probably on the show because we've mm-hmm. stuck with a lot of local breweries, a lot of IPAs and whatnot, and I've tried to switch it up. This does have a very European feel. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard to explain. It's very earthy, you know, almost like smoky. Um, I liked it. It was a good departure. Um, I'm happy. I'm drunk. So, like, I'm... <laughs> It that's, has alcohol. That's the goal. I like it. Yeah, yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. So thanks, of course, for bringing beer. And like I said, I'm a giant whore. So if you just want to bring beer, like, yeah, you can be on the show. Yeah, okay. if, any, if anybody is interested in this, you should just go to like, you can go probably find it in a in a BevMo or any specialty store. Uh, it's just Shime, C-H-I-M-A-Y, and uh, check it out. Very delicious. Yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll post it before we release the show. As usually what I do, so people want to listen, they can drink along with us. They can do that. Um, but very good beer. Highly recommend it. So that's going to close it out for this episode of the Veteran Gamer Reenlisted. Once again, I'm your host, Andy. I am joined by our guest, Nikhil. Yep. And of course, my best friend, Ray. Doctor. Yeah, they're done. Right. So until next time, drink up, ladies.